0: And Celtics, breaking sports news as it happens on the fan.
1: It's time to add some spice to your nooner. Nooner, (laughs) funny. This is the place where big time guests, bold opinions, and little cute doggies come together. This, this is Rothman and Ice,
2: sponsored by Pella Columbus. Windows and doors that go beyond. All right, rock
3: and roll time on a Thursday Rothman and Ice three hour tour. Getting that Mother Nature's car wash going for yourself. So you saved a couple of bucks. That was the advice from the other day. Hope you guys cashed in on that. Good to see Maddie. Good to see CB. How we feeling? Feeling good, man. Feeling
4: good. Um, how was your cell service today? Apparently, that's been a big story going on Fine. out there. I've got AT&T, and my phone's working okay, but apparently, there's been a nationwide... Outage if you have AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile, but I just sent CB a little text message before we hopped on just to check, and I believe that delivered, did it not, CB? I'm getting the thumbs Mm -hmm. up, so I'm an AT&T guy, and everything seems to be okay, but there was a lot of chatter in the office before I walked in here that some people's cell phones aren't working, so hopefully Mm. we get that corrected.
5: Yes, I'm not going to deny that cell phones are a key part of what's going on. Well, the big issue, at least for this morning, was in terms of guests for Morning Juice that had AT&T. Couldn't get them on, so we're, we're hoping none of ours you know, do. What I'm happened? Not sure. oh, what no. did they wind up doing? Oh, oh no. no. Uh, they did the whole fill on the, on the go. Oh,
3: the fill on the go. <laughs> That's always fun. Those segments are better when you fill on the go half well, the time. You're good over there is what you're telling me? Your providers providing? Been with Verizon for a long time. Oh, They've never—I don't think—they let me down too much. Oh, okay. Got an old phone, but she's still purring along.
6: Good not man.
3: great, but I uh, need a first upgrade. word problems. I need to yeah. get you a little upgrade
4: before the end of 2024.
3: Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Take you know how many apps I have on that phone. You know, long it would take me to re-download those apps. How Type much apps. manpower it would take? Type apps. We talk. It's not about always things, about right? you, Maddie. Um, <laughs> I, I want to get you on the blue team is what I want to get you on
4: and get you out of, off the green team. So, we can FaceTime and do all those things. It is a problem. You know? I
3: did go through a string with some family, some extended family, the other day, and they couldn't send some videos. And then they finally realized that somebody on here doesn't have an iPhone. Here clearly. He is. Here he I'm is. Like, He's that raise, guy. Raise your hand. That's right. i buying into all that. Uh, I would say this yes, we want to have emergencies. People have their cell phones. I mean, it'd be easy for me to sit here and say, well, good. Maybe we should have a cell phone go, shut down every now and then. Go and get read a sim- book. Yeah, get things back to simpler times. <laughs> read yeah? the newspaper. See what it was like. <laughs> you know? Um, oh, but that man. would be insensitive, and I don't want to be that guy today. So here we are. Uh, we got. I think we have a basketball game tonight. Back in action, I, baby. I, listen, it's. Uh, I want to treat this appropriately. Uh, when you beat Purdue, I even said this to Jake when he came on the show. Um, where's this been? People want more now. You can't just provide that upset, and then say, okay, well, it was good. They beat Purdue. So they've got some pressure. The pressure was off in that game because no one really expected them to beat Purdue, although we did have an inkling that certainly the attitude and the anger and whatever else they could bring to the table would get poured out on that floor, which it did. And by the way, I was very impressed that Ohio State didn't Falter in the last few minutes because that's been their MO this year. Like they, Purdue came back in that game. They did not just mail it in and say, okay, it's not our day. Yeah. We'll let Ohio State win this game. So here they are, 5 and 10, 15 and 11 overall. Yeah, a lot of mag going on with uh, certain teams in this conference, uh, Ohio State being one of them. But we get to find out against this Minnesota team that's, you know, a 500 team in the conference. You're on the road. Um, all of a sudden, they're a team that seems like they're no. You know, because I actually thought Rutgers could hang in that game with Minnesota, and Minnesota handled them pretty well. And so, and by the way, they hung at Iowa, which is in the easiest place to to win. They they can win low scoring games like they did against Michigan State. Minnesota can win in a lot of different ways. And by the way, they beat a Northwestern team in overtime that I'm I'm pretty impressed by this year. And so I'll, I'll put it this way: Minnesota's been in a lot of games. I mean, they think they got blown out at Indiana a while back, but. That was just a one off. But they if you go down their schedule, they've been in every game in the last month. And they've been really good at
4: home too this year. Minnesota has. They're fourteen and three at the crib. One thing I can't wait to see kind of unfold tonight when it comes to this basketball team is the energy level and the juice early in the game, right? Because In my opinion, it's easier to get ready to go against Purdue, one of the best teams in the country, and you take that and combine it with hey, we're going to show the world that we're still pretty good basketball team even without our former head coach and Chris Holtman. So you had two really big emotional waves kind of clashing together. Now that that's removed and everybody has been patting you on the back for a few days and telling you, hey, you you look pretty good. You accomplished something really good. And they did. And they should feel good about that. Just the energy level right out of the gate on the road. Can't wait to monitor that. But the things that we saw on defense specifically with Zed Mm -hmm. and what he did against Edie was impressive. And there's so much to like when you take down a team like the Boilermakers but now you got to turn the page and do it again and last time these two teams met I mean Garcia was absolutely on one I know Ohio State won the game at home by 10 points but he almost put 40 on their head he had 36 in the game so that's got to be a focal point um, tonight is can they handle that mm-hmm. guy, but also can you come out with that same fight and energy that you showed against Purdue when you had some things behind you that could help you help motivate you to get you going?
3: Yeah, a little reputation saver last weekend for sure against Purdue. And then I also wanted to give them praise for all that fire and energy you talked about coming out of the gate. I mean, they fell down 8 nothing to Purdue. Like, all the fire they had before that game of, all right, let's 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 play for Coach Holt. Let's go out in there and win. They were down 8-zip to a very good team. And you thought, okay, well, there goes that. <laughs> like, that was the time yeah. to take advantage. And, and they didn't, and they still found a way. The other team that found a way last night were the Blue Jackets. And I don't have a real good... Somebody asked me on Twitter, like, what were the odds when the Jackets were up for nothing And I got to tell you, I was asleep. I, 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 I stayed up so... My bet yesterday was going against Vegas, right? I told you that that I've been riding this trend of making money off our guy, Zach Wierenski, Mm -hmm. on shots on goal because he's been over every time. And Vegas finally adjusted, and they put his over-under of shots on goal at 3.5 last night. So what happens out of the gate? Johnny comes in, a puck goes off Zach's leg into the goal, shot on goal, that counts. All right, and then later in the first Another rebound. He's standing on the side of the cage. Puck finds him, and he stuffs it home, just like pinball flipper stuffs it home. Two nothing. Zach's got two goals on two shots. All right. That so works. now I'm all about okay. I'm losing this bet because a they're going to try to get him a hattie. because and that's going to take a quote shot on goal. And when you're up for nothing or 2 nothing at the time, but as they increased the lead, I'm like, well, if you increase the lead too much, you're not, they're not going to pull the goalie Anaheim. But as Anaheim came back, I'm like, okay, not, not only that, they're going to put him out there for an empty netter because of the Hattie. You know how many shots Zach wound up with last night? I think the, uh, the final total on that, my
4: friend, is a uh, nice little two.
3: That was a two spot. Yeah, exactly. Two spot. The early one, the, the <laughs> two goals on two shots were all he had all game. It happened in the first period. And I want to give our guy some praise because... He, that's his fifth career multi-goal game, and he moved past uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand for sixth most in Blue Jackets history as far as the multi-point games. Okay, So, way to go, Z. So, it worked out great. I bet against him, Mm -hmm. I am on my fantasy team, so he got me two goals, but I bet against him that we weren't supposed, we're not going to tell him. But that wound up making me money as well. There we go. So think, we're in good shape. It was think a perfect think we both deal. did pretty
4: well in our Bet365 uh, hits yesterday because yeah. Shannon, I know Illinois lost by a point. Did you see on what happened? Road. I did, but he had 35 in the game. Yeah. I think his over-under was 20 and a half yesterday yep. when, I, when I picked that. So
3: nice little night for us. Yeah, we, we bounced back. Illinois blew an eight-point lead with 35 seconds. And that is horrendous, heartbreaking. Now I get it—free <laughs> throws, this and that, and the other. But that game was done. Yeah. Like I think they were up twelve with like four or five to go. Mm. Like that's your favorite. The ball I mean, leads, baby. Got to coach, shepherd that team to the finish line yeah. somehow. Take the air out of that thing. Do something. Uh, a great win by Penn State I last night. I, I love it. But.
4: I love that if you were ahead, because you would be instructing your point guard. You don't even pass the ball to anybody else until that shot clock
3: is like 10 seconds or less. Would, would that be your That's rule? right. Anybody <laughs> shoots with over 10 seconds, you're sitting next to me. I'm taking your NIL so, deal. <laughs> we're, we're coaching this thing. I'm doing my job. Uh, I've got to help you guys help yourselves.
4: You know what's crazy? I thought about this too. Is that we we've just seen you know a few upsets here recently in college yeah. basketball. How at least for me, you're you're just kind of numb to it, right? Like a number one seed, number two seed falls in college football. Oh my god, that's that's breaking news, right? Everybody's talking about what went wrong with this team. How could that happen in basketball? We just watched UConn lose. We just watched Ohio State mm-hmm. beat Purdue, and it's just like let's just keep it rolling. That's just College basketball, it's, it's just an odd thing to me that feel when the big dogs go down, and especially the teams that they're supposed to beat, that college basketball doesn't have that same bite to it when it comes to a reaction uh, when some of the kings of the sports go down.
3: It's a beautiful year this year for March Madness. Yeah. We might be able to find that little gem somewhere that can make a run if a bracket implodes and all that, because if you're sitting on, you know, right now with, UConn going down Purdue, it's tough to trust. We do like that Houston team. I've liked that Arizona team for a while, but there's nothing you're married to. It really, there's no real feel. Um, All of a sudden, you know, CB Samford team is now, although they did wind up coming back to beat Furman last night. They were in trouble. I almost texted you. I'm like, man, I think your boy, your bullies are going to be on a two-game losing streak, and they wound up winning that game over the Furman team Kentucky lost again last they lost, night was it a buzzer beater to they lost,
4: uh, towards the end I believe yeah. I didn't catch the, the 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 ending there but I think you may you may be right about that but that's a team that you know I highlighted last week that their offense is good but they can't stop anybody so they just went on the road to beat auburn a good team then you go on the road to lsu
5: and you fall 75 to 74 what's up i'm telling you the uh team the third most quad one wins is creighton i think they have 12 of them i got this back at bet 365 when it was 45 to one they're now down to 35 to one it's someone or a team you need to look at all right
4: coming off a big win What would you put
5: on that five bucks uh,
4: yeah, that's actually right. A little Chick-fil-A
3: right. money. Right. Yes. Chick well, money. Never heard nobody. Um, I feel that this... I mean, it'd be so weird. Not weird, but it would be wild if Ohio State circles back now to Greg McDermott. Like, the years ago and all that. I mean, this guy's been with Creighton forever. And maybe he is uh ready for a change. However, this Ohio State job being open can make a lot of guys money where they are. They make a little run in the tournament... All of a sudden, you're like, "Hey, the high state job's open. Guess who's calling? You want to leverage that into some there cash? Go. There's the key word. That's
4: the key word. Mm-hmm. You talk about it all the time, right? With players in free agency. Hey, I know you guys love me, and I've been here for a while. But that that team over there, on the maybe in our division or in, in the same conference, they're trying to throw a bag <laughs> at me too, and that'll get that GM exactly yeah. and that GM and ownership group to say, you know what? Maybe we should. Slide over a few more million to this guy. That way, he doesn't leave. Matty, so it's a real thing for this sure. This
3: is that. This is that girl you you uh, kind of toyed with asking out about six seven years ago, and then somebody else better came along, or oh. somebody, or you went back with your current girlfriend. You know, maybe it was Rocky, and you were kind of like what I'd call an unrestricted free agent oh. at that point, where maybe your current girlfriend has the quote right to match. And all that, but you, this can like hall and pass? Of, you, you can go on, out you can go out I'm just this is my own theory. Oh, okay, you can go out there and not really solicit offers, but you can got to put your toe in the water. And I'm wondering if put your toe in the b- water. because How this does that is work? it's theoretical, it's not, yeah, it's not <laughs> literal. Um, and so if Gene Smith with Bjork now as his right hand man, you know, if think about when they went to McDermott and then Holtman said, okay, I'll do it. Like they had to basically say, I mean, they were as close to marry to getting together with McDermott yeah. as you could probably get. And then a day later, Holtman says, all right, or we sharpened our pants a little bit and he's going to leave Butler and come to Ohio state. Like that would be amazing. If, the seven year itch happens with Greg McDermott. I think it would look a little odd on the surface out of the gate, but I think because of what C B highlighted, people would go to what
4: he's built there and yeah. look at some of the things that he's done and specifically this year. I'm talking from his point just, of view.
3: Our point of view absolutely. His point of view probably comes down to the dollars. Probably comes down to the dollars. You don't think you could leverage your high state job into more at Craig? Well, of course you could. No. But if if you
4: know Gene or Bjork says, hey man, you know, we got two more million for you. You know, up to you know,
3: that could be the difference. The uh, let like me this. see quickly what he's making. Um, so he's only over $2 million? There you go. Oh, yeah. Okay. Bjork myself. I just paid a guy 12.3 to go away, and then you add this. So <laughs> you know Ohio State's printing cash. Uh, we got a nice show for you today. We got Joshua Perry coming on twelve thirty three. the former Buckeye. Also a big college countdown. We'll get his opinion on what's going on in the sport with all the CFP news. We'll have Sam Monson on to talk NFL. And, of course, Double D. Maybe he's got some candidates in mind for Ohio State. We'll talk to him at 2.33 when we come back. The CFP, Maddie, are they already trying to fix their fix? I'll tell you what that means next. Rothman and Ice on The Fan.
6: One, two, three. Here
1: in The Fan is always football o'clock. Proud to be your home of the Buckeyes, Browns,
7: and all the NFL games you can handle. The Fan. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time.
2: listening to rothman and ice sponsored by Pella columbus windows and doors that go beyond
3: ice is almost laughable that the college football playoff you know works on this goes from four to 12 we make this big leap and it's going to be such a wild ride for everybody involved in the sport And then, like, you hear, like, a day later, well, maybe we should have gone with
4: more. I just asked you the other day, when we talked about the 5 plus 7 format. Good Lord. I said, AR, how long until we expand this thing? And here we are, less than 48 hours later, from when I asked you that question, that's already being reported, that there's been discussions that the college football playoff is going to go to 14 teams in twenty twenty six. Now Bill Hancock, the CFP executive director, like a burr, Hancock. He said, quote, there's there's work still to be done. Okay, Bill. Let's read between the lines here. We all know what's going on. And they all are looking around and having conversations about well, you you know, if we keep expanding this, there's so much more money we can make. Like AR, not everybody deserves to be at the party. And that's what I'm worried about. I don't like where we're going in college football because there's not going to be 14, 20, 24, 30, wherever we're going to go with this thing, uh, teams that deserve to fight for a national championship. I am completely against where we're going with this. And this, to me, is a huge money grab by TV networks and everybody involved and all the CFP directors and all these presidents and ADs. And this is, to me, taking away from the sport. It's not getting better, or it's not going to get better in my mind, because more teams are in the field at the most important portion of the calendar.
3: So is it odd that 14 is the same number as the NFL? Or is that just a coincidence? It's not odd. And I'm glad you brought this up, because that's what it's starting to feel like to me. I, listen, I, I, this whole... Expansion and conference realignment, all that I'm sure has a lot to do with it. With the Big Ten, you know, going from 14 to 18, and the SEC now what at 16, and so those conferences are like, wait a minute, can't you auto birth a few more of our? Can you can you birth us into this thing what a little bit doing, more? Man. What are we and, doing? And and all of a sudden, you know, you get into this thing where we are we are a supersized society. Everything had to get biggie sized and all that. Hmm. And it's just certain things. Twelve, okay. I I see positives in this. Maybe I see a few more positives than you see, but I also understand where you on certain things because we want the final weekend of the regular season to matter, and maybe this does matter because they're fighting for buys. Like that's the. By the way, that is the beautiful thing about it because the first round buy is massive for the number one through four seeds, and then home field advantage in the first round, like for what five through eight, or just getting into the field, which would be nine to nine to twelve. It doesn't – there's more parody in the NFL. We saw it. Tampa can beat Philly like it happens. And so I really don't have a feel for this other than the expansion or this contract is only two years, I guess, and that's why they had to say, hey, this is going to crawl upon us pretty fast. So if the commissioners came out of that meeting to say, hey, we're discussing 14 or maybe even 16 when the contract expires in two years – then okay, I understand they want to get ahead of this thing, but you would think that you'd want to live with it for a little while. Like the four, at least we got to live with it for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if it really matters at the at the end game because if you're just adding two teams like you said, where are they going to truly make their impact and unless they knock off a big boy and then we get to see how that affects things, but I don't I just don't I think it's just comical like I said in the beginning that you might think about adding a three-loss. Because really, now you're dipping your toe. You know, like that dipping the toe in the water stuff. Um, Sergeant Hulka with a big toe is going to see how four he can dip it in. I would say that you're now getting into three-loss teams.
4: Which you don't deserve if, to if play you, for a chip. If, if I'm if you, you, sorry, if you If you
3: leave it at 12, and I don't know this for a fact because all, all things are different, but I right. don't know if a three-loss team is going to be in the top 12. But I think a three-loss team would be in the top 16. <laughs> I agree. I just I don't know. I I'm
4: getting in my get off my lawn bag with this because I just and you mentioned, you know, the the regular season finales and how, you know, that's good. There's not going to be a lot of spice and sizzle around that. I actually think it's the majority of the regular season is going to feel that way because of what you just mentioned. And when that pool gets expanded for teams that have the opportunity to play for the ultimate prize, did you really earn it? Did you really earn it? I think what's going on here, part of what's going on here is I mentioned the money, but I also think they are looking at these networks and these conferences are looking at some of the the data when it comes to these bowl games. And I don't feel that there's the same love for the sport when it comes to the bowl game. So how can we correct that? Let's dress up some of these other bowl games or take away some of these other bowl games and expand the tournament. And that way it feels like those games are more important, but are they really when at least to me, I think we're going to be talking about some of the same usual suspects when it comes to winning the national championship. So I'm just not a fan of where the sport is going when it comes
3: to this. I think this is, I'll give you my theory on why I think it's going this way because now they don't care about protecting the narrative of amateur athletics because it's not anymore, and it's that's to me that's just my no, own I theory. Could be on my something. own theory is that for a while, when when you get accused of oh you're only doing this for money, it it had a bad taste, and they could kind of stiff on oh, let's not pay athletes this is amateur hey it's it, want to keep the rah rah good old college try this is still there's still student athletes and all that well now. That cat's out of the bag. Yeah. Tails wagging the dog. This is now about hey, players are getting airs now. Guess what? We don't have to worry about acting like money doesn't matter. And that's why we're here where we are. I remember during the pandemic we talked about, you know, the Big 10 you know, for for so many years, it was like all you guys care about is money, 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 money. And then what did they do? They say, okay, for the first time, we're going to err on our student athletes' health. We don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. We're going to say, hey, we're going to be a leader in this. Let's let's calm this thing down. And guess what happened? Even that backfired. Wait, and we finally put the student athletes first, and now you're yelling at us from that side. Yes. That wait a minute, we got to play the games and all about. And I'm just telling you, there's really no win in this. But my theory is that now that players are making a lot of money, and not all of them, but they're making money, that now they can think about, hey, how does 16 sound, this sounds pretty good, we're making more money, everybody's making money, we don't have to play the game anymore. Act.
4: I think you could be on to something with that, for sure.
3: Uh, We'll have Joshua Perry up next, and we'll get his feeling on this thing. And my my question to him is going to be, with this expansion, is it easier, harder, or the same for Ohio State to win a natty. Rothman and Ice on the fan.
1: If you consider yourself a Buckeye fan, you've come to the right place. This is your heritage sports talker and home of Ohio State Athletics, the fan,
0: Ohio sports destination. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: Like Yoda, Rothman will limp onto the golf course, talk about how stiff his back is, wonder how he can even make it through a hole, and then proceed to kick your ass. You're listening to Rothman and Ice.
3: All right, college football playoff, we're getting into new waters. Listen, college football in general, college sports in general, we're all kind of flowing on this lazy river. Our guy who's all over it is the former Buckeye himself and the big college countdown at NBC Sports and a lot more rally on Bally's host. He's our guy, Josh Perry, JP, good to have you back.
8: Always good to be back. Uh, It's a pleasure talking to you.
3: Thanks, man. You as well. All right, so here's the question. We've got 12 teams now going into the playoff. Let's think of this from Ohio State's standpoint. I remember when they went from the BCS, old enough to remember, to four. My contention was that more at bats, the better. Like There were people that said, oh, this is going to be harder to win a national title because you're adding two more teams. I thought from Ohio State's standpoint, it would be easier because... Talent always wins, and talent wants that at bat. Do you believe that with 12, easier, harder, or the same for Ohio State to win a natty?
8: It's, uh, I struggle with it. I think it, it's more difficult in many ways because you have to be able to um, you know go through a game plan situation where you're unfamiliar with certain teams, potentially four games to win it. Uh, the injuries are something that can pop up. In that span, uh, just the focus and like the chance of some things happening during games. Like we you know the game plan doesn't always get executed perfectly, um, and so I think it's more difficult in that regard. I also agree with you from the sense of like you know the more chances that the more cracks at it that you have, um, you know the the easier it becomes. Like there's more margin of error in the regular season. I think that's where it becomes an advantage for a team like Ohio State or you know some of the the, the bigger brands where. Uh, felt like in a lot of years you had to be damn near perfect in the regular season just to have an opportunity to to try to be perfect in the postseason. And now um, you know you, you build yourself in that opportunity in case something does happen that you can still be competitive there at the end. So um, I'll I'll be the first person to say I really didn't love the idea of going to 12 teams, and I'm not like the biggest advocate of it right now. And we're, I mean, at this point talking about getting to 14, but I certainly don't like the five plus seven model that uh, they've adopted where I feel like we're just setting aside uh, automatic bids just for the sake of doing it, where I'd rather just see everybody get ranked one through 12 and we put the 12 best teams in, right? Like we're we're still going to have this conversation of, best versus deserving in a 12-team field, which I hate. Um, and so there are like certain changes with this that I'm, I'm not exactly excited about. But the thing that I do think happens is you'll certainly have the best team in that field, and they'll be able to compete for the championship.
4: All right, JP, so Bill O'Brien was the guy until he wasn't. Now he's the head coach over at Boston College, and Coach Day hits up his boy Chip Kelly, and he is now the offensive coordinator uh, for your Buckeyes. Your thoughts on that move and the possible fit here in Columbus when it comes to the offensive side of things?
8: I think it's an overall good move. Uh, You you mentioned uh, Ryan Day and Chip Kelly and their relationship. I think that's the start there. And, you know, it was a player-coach relationship at one point, and then it was a coach-coach relationship. Uh, And so you feel like they've learned how to to communicate and to, to, you know, to teach and to learn from one another. I think that's a positive. Justin Fry is somebody who's also familiar with both of these coaches, so it feels like there's some continuity there. The biggest thing that I like about Chip Kelly is he's done a great job of designing run game schemes, um, and I think Ohio State can stand to benefit from that, especially when you have, uh, you know, Quinshawn and Xander Travion Henderson, the running back room, and what's Likely to be a more mobile quarterback this year than it was the last few seasons in Columbus. I like what they're going to be able to do there. But I think a lot of the pass game has to be driven by Ryan Day's concepts because it's been a really good pass game. And ultimately, um, I like what he's done, Ryan Day, as a play caller. And and now you're bringing in a guy who can really help organize that offense and and maybe even uh, bring in some new schemes there to, to change things up. I think it'll be good. Um, I think Chip Kelly is going to have to come in and be a bit of a disruptor. I think anytime you have change, you kind of have to do that to make people feel uncomfortable a little bit, which is a positive thing. But overall, considering the fact that you thought you had your guy and then, you know, basically like a week later, he's out the door um, to be able to to go and get a guy like Chip Kelly and, and, you know, somebody who has done a phenomenal job in terms of offensive design in the past, I think is a positive.
3: Talking to the former national champ Ohio State, he is Joshua Perry with us here on Rothman and Ice in the Bryant Heating Queen System fan guest hotline. Any hole on this defense that you can see right now?
8: It's hard to find one. Um, I, I think on the defensive line, maybe the interior, how, how deep that rotation can be, might be a, a question that some people have. And I like to, you know, I think everybody likes to have this too, but it's a luxury. You want to have as many of those big bodies as you can roll up front, because those guys are taking a beating and uh, it's tough, especially what we've seen the last few years in the Big Ten, the way that some of these teams like to get big. Um, I think the edges should be really good, but I'm also still looking for Jack Sawyer to build off of what he did in the bowl game and, and JT to really find that consistency in his game. I think the linebacker room could be a question, but I also thought Cody Simon played really well in the spots that he had opportunities. Um, Who knows if they move Sonny Styles down, but I think it would be a natural fit. CJ Hicks, uh, haven't seen a lot of him, but super talented Uh, and secondary could be the best in the country when it's all said and done. Uh, It's very veteran. Got guys who uh, play with an edge. Uh, You got, a ton of talent back there. Um and so I think they're they're looking to continue to build, right? Like year 1 under Jim Knowles was good, but the wheels kind of fell off toward the end. Um year 2 certainly much better, much more consistent. Now it feels like year 3 is a year where they can try to take the the top spot as the best defense in the country.
4: So JP one of the conversations around the sport right now is how, you know, maybe some of these coaches that have been in the game for a while now are a little bit turned off with where the game is headed. We just talked about Chip Kelly. He left the head coaching spot to become an offensive coordinator from what you see in the people that you talk to, how, how are these coaches feeling about the sport and, and where we're headed?
8: I don't think anybody fully loves it. And like uh, Kenny Dillingham over there at Arizona state made the comment of, you know, I worked my tail off for a decade just to be a, a guy running to get coffee uh, so I can, you know, have the opportunity to be a head coach and I like what he said, but I also think it's important to point out that the dude is like 29 years old. I think we're the same age. Um, It's a young man's game for sure, and like he's got the energy to do it. And I think he's got the drive and the passion because he's really trying to make a name for himself. And those are the type of people that you want. I think you have to have people that are adaptable in the sport. But I also don't think you should do that at the expense of some of the biggest advocates of the sport who would be the highest paid people in the sport who are the major head coaches in college football. Um, you know, I, I think people are turned off. It's, it's hard to say that anybody wanted to get into this business, so they had to recruit 24-7. It's not just recruiting high school players, but now it's recruiting uh, transfers. It's recruiting your own roster, which people should have been doing. But, you know, it feels sometimes like players use the transfer portal as a, a bargaining chip in a way that it's not really meant to be used, which I think is unfortunate. Nobody wants to have to talk to boosters more than they get to talk to their coordinators in a given week during the offseason. That's not what people got into this to do. Um, And so I think it's not that we need to revert back to the old days, but we need some damn guardrails. Like It's crazy to me how we can sit here and watch what's going on and watch the way that people are responding to it. Watch the way that. Um, Even certain players are getting lost in the wash here and say that this is the most perfect iteration of our sport. The sport is as good as it can be. I don't think that's the case. And it doesn't take a lot to just say, hey, you know what? this is how we're going to do transfer portal where uh, the windows are going to cut down and like your 30 day transfer. If your coach leaves, I'm sorry, it's a little bit unfortunate, but maybe we just have to do that. Like in the spring window, like everybody will have their eligibility, but we can't just do it right now. Um, you know, when it comes to name image and likeness, certainly they have to get that thing figured out. And I think there are a lot of people telling us that it's about time to, to get it all straightened out.
3: Yeah. Good stuff, man. Joshua Perry, our guy, former Buckeye rally on valleys. And of course, Big college countdown. Thanks, my man. We appreciate you. Be well. Appreciate you guys. Take care. Thanks. Right, Joshua Perry with us on the Brian Heating and Cooling System's Highline. The One thing down the road that I, that I do want to get his opinion on, and this may be individual, and you know I've mentioned this a million times, so I'm so curious about it. Bowl game opt-outs became this modern trend. And if you go back like six, seven years ago, even big like Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey even, you know, all of a sudden it was this big stir that they would opt out of their respective you know postseason games but a lot of that was you know protecting against injury right and those are tough decisions for guys that are going to go into the pros yeah and i'm wondering what where the seed because now if you're in the playoff that was always the line guys drew i can't imagine anyone opting out of the playoff Mm -hmm. well now we've expanded this thing so what if i'm a 10 seed and i don't feel like i got a shot at our team is not going to win the title
4: I think you bring up a fair question, and we won't be able to see that until the fall. But I cannot wait to to get the answer to that question. And I wouldn't be surprised either, A.R., if the decision makers, when it comes to the expansion of the playoff, if that's a factor. I believe that money is the majority of that decision. But I think if you are some of these guys and gals on the board, to keep those guys in the mix, maybe we put a national championship in front of them to tempt them to continue to play. I would not be surprised if that's part of this, too.
3: The difference is in what you just brought up the money-wise, now it's not just deciding whether to play in just one, quote, exhibition game or risk this generational NFL money. It's not an exhibition game anymore. You're getting paid to play in it, Mm -hmm. college football. Uh, Speaking of that, Saban retired, Matty, so now he can light the sport on fire we give you that quote next. Rothman and Ice and the Fan. Timmy
1: Hall, host Buckeye Roundtable. A special look inside the
7: world of Ohio State Athletics. And a special look inside Timmy's neckbeard. Monday at 6. The Fan. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra
2: mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Listen, learn, lay the points.
1: This is Rothman and Ice.
3: I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. College football playoff. I'm not dying on that hill of had to stay four. Alright, here we go. Get some buys, get some home field advantage, get some upsets. I like the upsets more than Maddie does, so here we go. Yeah, Somebody takes their eye off the prize a little bit, and gets got, I'm all for it. It's fine. I I, I feel like in the NFL there's just so much more parity, I expect it more than just the number one seeds getting all the way there. I mean, they're going to give the top four seeds such an advantage with the buy and the home field and all that, so Um, presumably you won't get as many upsets, but when we get that one, it's going to be cool for that team. I'm I'm all for it. The only thing I said earlier on, I was, it was comical that they were like, okay, well 12 is not enough. Like two years late, like get it to where you kind of need it. But I understand you don't want to, you can't retrace your steps. Like if it's too many, you can't walk it back and trying to compare it to the NCAA tournament is it's just, I don't feel like it's, I can compare it. I mean, we're talking about a 68-team field and going from 64 to 68, that was not as big of a deal as going from four college right. football teams to 12. Like, okay, so you're letting a few more teams in. And I'm all for the one-and-done kind of feel for it. So I, I, I'm i giving it a chance. and it's. But let's call it what it is. College football was a weekly thing. That's why comparing to college basketball... You're playing, you know, three days a week or whatever. Come on. We're playing once a week in college football. It's a physical sport. Every week tends to matter except when you line up the cupcakes. And you and I, all we've done is kind of protect a little bit of tradition. That's all we've done here. Do I admit you got to modernize tradition? Of course. You have to. And, and we're all past the point of trying to protect it in simpler times. But that's all it was for me was, okay, college football is special. NFL is every week, but college football had that feel of, man, one win, one loss, big upsets. It just impacted it differently. No so question, that's man. all I want to admit is that we are diluting tradition a little bit. And it's okay to be able to admit that. It's not like it's I'm not willing to go to this playoff. And honestly,
4: that's probably for me the the what I'm going to miss the most. My biggest beef isn't with the expansion, even though I do think we got to be careful with how far we expand this. That way you do still have that great feel of these teams really earned a chance to play for the ultimate prize, but that's it. What you're mentioning, you you're talk about rivalry games, and even some of these big games that you get with you know Ohio State playing Texas or playing whoever from a another conference that's a big brand. Those games lose a little bit of heat; they just do. At least for me, maybe some people will be just as juiced up for the games yeah. and all that. But what's on the line is different, and that's really what I'm going to miss. What I'm curious to see, though, when it comes to expansion, is do we see any type of shift? in the sport when it comes to the elite talent being spread out more because if you're an elite recruit and you know hey if i'm a quarterback and i'm you know the fourth ranked quarterback in the class or whatever it is maybe i don't automatically always jump to the bamas and the ohio states maybe i can have myself and some other recruits go to a little bit lesser of a program and And still have a chance to play for a national Mm -hmm. championship. And now, you know, in this world with NIL, if you're a star player at this university, you're going to get a nice check, too. And you don't have to worry about competing with other elite recruits at these major programs. I'm curious... Do we feel some of that too when it comes to the expansion? Because I think if you bring up a great question when it comes to the guys that are going to be in the NFL draft and know they're going to be probably first or second round picks, do they play? I'm also curious, does some of the talent, you know, go elsewhere and doesn't,
3: you know, create all these big crowded depth charts that we see at certain programs? It is a good question. And I think that you just have to be real when you talk about it. I don't know everybody's decision, nor would I want to know. All I, all I wanted to be able to admit is, and we live here in Columbus, Ohio, so it's very cool to package up the narrative that everybody wanted to come back to win a title. Unfinished business. Let's throw a, a banner on this thing to make it all sound perfectly pure. It's not. It's not. There, are, There's a lot of money that made these guys decide to stay, and it's okay to admit that and be real about it. If the money also allows them the opportunity to go for a national title, great. Then it just adds more the whipped cream and the cherry on top of the Sunday for them. Mm-hmm. But don't sell me that it's one or the other, that they're either leaving for the money or staying for college football. It's not. And I don't like the fact that it's that people. I don't know why they don't want to hear that. It's okay. And and I'm not asking guys to admit that that was it because that would be a bad look. If somebody said, well, it came down to the money. That's why I'm staying. No one wants to admit that. Everybody wants to have a little bit of integrity when it comes to, hey, this means something to me. What I'm leaving room for is that it can be both. It can be both. It, It can check a lot of boxes for a lot of guys. And that's where we are. Nick Saban said that the college... Football is broken. And he's an old school coach that was used to winning by being a legend, a brand, and having the top talent want to play for him. And he earned that. And so now he's out of the game. And I was surprised that he got out because I thought maybe he had a better team coming back and he'd have a chance to stack another one. But I'm leaving room also for the fact that He's a little broken by it, and that's why he decided that I just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah,
4: AR, I don't know if the sport is completely broken, but I do think the glass is shattered, like Hunter Green's Maybach truck, thanks to Ellie Dela Cruz down at spring training. I don't know if you saw that foul ball that put a nice little shatter in his Maybach truck, but yeah, I think that's where the sport is to me. that's That's how I'm looking at it, is that we're going down this road of expansion, expansion, more money, more money and we did we did this years ago coming out of the BCS where everybody thought this was going to be the perfect way to go about it with the CFP and everybody found out that it's fine but it's not perfect. I don't know if anything's ever going to be perfect. I don't know if everybody's always going to be on board with where we're headed but from the coach's perspective, especially a guy like Nick Saban, I see his side of things because for these coaches now, man, it's an absolute beast. Our guy Sheffy threw out a tweet today um, mm-hmm. That reads many college coaches are tired of the transfer portal the NIO money and the mm-hmm. new NCAA world and prefer to work in the NFL many college coaches already have left many more want to so that's where mm-hmm. we're going and I just think all well, these decision makers got to be real careful with what they're thinking is good for the sport and is it really good for the sport because to me it feels like we're on a really we're on a slippery slope right now
3: there's no question that he's right And you'd have to be blind to think that that you're not paying attention to guys. This trend of guys either bolting to the NFL or taking lesser job titles because they don't want to deal with that other crap. Chip Kelly. Yeah. I mean, it's at the end. I mean, there's been a lot going on. Now, sometimes what's worth doing is worth doing for money. If you get paid enough and you haven't made millions, then you're going to stick it out and try to be successful. But I don't know why that, first of all, what he said was absolutely the truth that it's it is trending that way and the coaches are already dreading having to to re-recruit their roster over again and again and again and it's and then deal with the the portal some guy gets ticked off i gotta get in the portal and so i can't imagine what you're dealing with but it's probably worth it because of the money You know, that's why everybody goes through aggravation or a job they don't like. Hmm. You've heard the phrase, married to the paycheck. A lot of people are. That's real. And I'm sure some of these guys, it is different, and they have to adapt as well. All right, when we come back, Sports Center update here, top of the hour. And, Matty, we do have the uh, leader in the clubhouse, the betting odds for Justin Fields' next team. And we'll get to some of the best fits for those free agents. Moving forward. Rothman and Ice on the fan.
1: We used to have a billboard with our host's face on it, but only ugly people work here now. You mama say you ugly. Hey,
7: the fan, Ohio sports Desk. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you.
2: Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Anthony's tennis shorts were so tight, they had to pixelate
1: his crotch. You're listening to Rothman and Ice.
3: Full pixelation. All right. We got some free agents. I love free agency, man.
4: This you, this is you know what it's one of my favorite pockets of the sports calendar right here.
3: The NFL dead period.
4: <laughs> well, I don't want a pocket. I don't want <laughs> to label it that way, oh. but draft, <laughs> but draft season, free agency for me. Big baseball fan. Second half of the NBA season starts tonight. Like I'm good right now, man. I know there's a lot of people that are football and football only, and I get that, and I respect that. But this window in time right now, AO, I'm not mad at Oh, and then we got the, the Masters lurking in the weed. Oh, the masters. Did I whisper that? I don't think the I didn't think I did a good job on it. has gotta that. be a little breathier. Yeah. But okay. uh it was pretty good. I'm trying to protect you from a hot breath, I think is what I'm trying to do.
3: No, it's all right. Okay. People like to hear that on the radio. <laughs> Someone breathing heavier. Yeah, the masters. Walking tall in the back mm-hmm. nine. Huh? As tall as the Georgia Pines. You know who I'm betting on to win. Who are you betting on, Maddie?
4: Mine. Last Golden name Bell. Woods, first name Tiger,
6: oh, baby.
3: On. Okay. The go, love don't go, stop. Go do it. Well, I was, you can love him, but you're gonna love him financially. I saw Charlie tried to qualify for a little uh, tourney there. Charlie's gonna be a problem. Smooth little eighty six, though. I don't think he's gonna get it done.
4: He's, so a, he's a, a
3: young lad, man. You know, taking down these big horses. Is he that young anymore?
6: I don't
4: Run know. He, he feels 14, like 15? he's. Uh, is he driving yet? That I don't know. I don't think he's driving yet. He may have his temps. I'm going to guess Charlie's 15. 15. Sounds right. Can I
3: Google that real quick? We got time for that? Yeah, give it a Google. I'm curious. I think he's probably right in there at 15. Charlie
5: Woods? Charlie. Uh, he turned, it looks like 15 on the 8th of this month. There we go. There we go. So we got time here. Yeah. Got
3: so time. I guess he's doing a pre-qualifier for this tournament in Palm Beach. I don't know a whole lot about it. Mm. But they were off and running. I guess he uh, hit his first tee shot and gave a, the dad twirl with the club, and away we go. But we'll have to see. I know. I know that that we used to have that stupid debate on, you know, whether he'd win a title f- on the tour before. Was it no? Was <laughs> no. it Bronny won an NBA championship? I
6: think Charlie. Well, I think you're that's on, probably a safe bet. Yeah,
4: you're betting it's, on Charlie. It looks like Bronny would probably be staying another year at USC. Need some more work.
3: Yeah it's uh yeah, he fired sixteen over 86 in the pre-qualifying events so. right. hey man yeah, I mean he can handle it,' some pressure, let the kid be a little bit, let him let him work yeah, it out man. gotta take these uh these
4: bumps and bruises early that way you know when you get to augusta in five, ten years, whatever it's gonna be, you know you can handle all that,
3: yeah, I mean he probably got there about four am you know. Get going a little bit. I'm uh, jealous of his
4: life. I'm jealous of his life.
3: Yeah, got to do. De- you know, maddie you get to come in here. Oh, I thought you said Charlie's got a decent life. Yes, he does. I think pretty much more... would qualify as great. Yeah, but the pressure now—if if this is what he wants to do for a living—like mm-hmm. it's different when you know you're Ken Griffey Jr. Like you kind of know, like. Golf is a funny deal, man. It is, but the pressure
4: comes from the outside. That's us that are going to put that expectation level on him, which is just impossible, right, to follow in his dad's footsteps and become one of the best, if not the best, depending on who you're asking between Jack and Tiger. Like, he's not even going to get close to
3: that. If he makes the tour and is a consistent player on the tour, that's a win.
6: That's, that's a, a huge that's a win. a
3: pretty damn big win. No and if he's in, on a leaderboard on a Sunday at a major like, that's beyond, I think. We'll buckle up. Spoiler alert. That's happening. You're predicting that's oh, a yeah. guarantee. It's going to be a problem, man. He's going to be a problem. I would not truly bet against him right now, but I'm not in that market-guaranteed camp that, yet. Those club twirls you just mentioned? He, he's got it all, man. He's got yeah. it all. Twirl for show. Do the rest for the oh, dough, doubt. Right. Hey,
4: what are some of these free agents you, you got cooked up for us and some <laughs> some possible landing spots for said free agents?
5: Yeah, so uh, give credit to Matt Bowen over at ESPN. He put together a list of the top 50 free agents in the NFL and their best fits. So not necessarily where he thinks they're going to go, mm. but where they fit the best. Uh, let's start off with our guy, Kirk Cousins. He has him listed as the best fit for the Falcons. Yeah. I don't
3: like that as the best fit. The best fit for me, and I'm I'm being completely honest on this, his best fit is to stay with the Vikes. It is. Just stay home, baby. Stay home. Um, That's right. Right there. His best fit is right there in Minnesota. Um, they were a 13-win team and a division champ a couple years ago. He knows the offense. He's familiar with the guys. They seem to really love him. Yeah. His family likes the area. And he's coming off a torn Achilles. Fine. You want to throw him in Atlanta and give him maybe a little better running game? That's fine. A lot fine. better. A lot better. And an easier division. So yeah. I, I understand that maybe that's where he's going with this. But I like his fit in Minnesota. Now, the problem is we can't tag him anymore. Mm, you hate he decided his agent really worked hard.
4: <laughs> AR wants unlimited tags, Maybe. <laughs> See, here's where I'm at with your boy. To me, the best fit is wherever the biggest bag is. Really? Yeah. because Doesn't he want to win? Well, I think you can win in Atlanta because yeah. of what you mentioned. You drop Kirk Cousins in there in that division that maybe you bring back Baker Mayfield. We don't know what type of lead Bryce Young's going to make. And Derek Carr, that was a disappointment down in New Orleans. Like, yeah, you drop Kirk Cousins into that thing, and I think they'd be rolling. But I think that's probably what's going to come down to just because he is coming off of this injury and in years and money at this
3: point in his career
4: have to be a major factor. So I'm going best fit is where the biggest
3: bag is at. Okay, that's usually the tiebreaker for a lot of guys, and I'm not saying he'd be going to a bad team in Atlanta, but this is coming off the Achilles, 35 years old. I would like the familiarity of the team I've been with for a half a dozen years, and um, a tougher division, like I said. Lions, Packers, for real. Bears, we'll see what happens with them. Yeah. It's probably, I'm probably not heading down the perfect path, but I like for a veteran guy coming off that injury to be in the offense he knows.
5: All right, the second one is T. Higgins. He is listed as a best fit to stay in Cincinnati. I agree with that, but I was thinking of other teams. Like If it doesn't work out
4: for Cincinnati's front office and T. Higgins in his camp, where else would I like to see him go? And man, honestly, like if I'm T. Higgins... I don't know what the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to do with Calvin Ridley. Send me down to Duval County. I I, I like the Jaguars. You guys know how much I Mm -hmm. like Jacksonville. You kind of grimaced when I said it, so you don't love that idea. But I I think they're still a team on the up and up. Mm -hmm. And I think you still have to surround... Trevor Lawrence with good elite talent, which T Higgins is, and I think that combination of he and Kirk and ETN and those guys they got down there, they could be a nice little fit for him if it doesn't it, work out in Cincinnati.
3: I'm not really grimacing. I, I think that I just think that we're still a little bit not lukewarm yeah. is maybe the phrase I'd like to use with Trevor Lawrence. I just want to see a little more with That's him, fair? and I do like that team. I do. It just there's a it's tough because he'd be leaving Cincinnati and going away from Burrow. You're right. The best fit is staying at home. But if there wasn't, and this is going to be the right answer for a lot of weapons, is Kansas City. Mm. Like, it's it's honestly, it is. And I hate to use that because I can use it for anybody else he throws at me. And all of a sudden, if he is MVS's role now of an outside guy, stretch the field and all that, like that. Is there. So think about T. Higgins, Kelsey, and Reishi Rice. Now I've got a
5: a trip that I could count on. All right, number three, we have Mike Evans. His best fit, according to Matt Bowen, is (laughs) the Panthers.
3: Yeah, well, again, this is the right answer is the Chiefs. And if he's a veteran guy and you gotta get on a team that has the young guy next to him, which is Rishi Rice. So i that's why I said he was going to be the right answer for me, or Kansas City was going to be the right answer. The problem is Kansas City has about, I looked this up, 15 million in cap space. Oh,
6: and and they got, you know, and they, they got not be cap. Well, it. what
3: I'm saying is they got a lot of their own free agents they have to re-sign. Yeah. And Evans is going to be 31 when this thing starts mm-hmm. in 2024. But if there's a fit for a guy that's fitted for a jacket right now, it's to try to chase that ring and it would be with kc also i am going to go to the nfc
4: for mike evans and i want to see mike evans in green bay green bay i think is a team that's ready to emerge they just got some great experience this season finished the year strong got into the postseason Mm what that's like, but they're still a very young team, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Dobbs, Watson, these guys. I think if you could drop a vet in there like Mike Evans, not only would it help those guys, but it would help Jordan Love take an even bigger leap, which I think can happen if you get a weapon like Mike Evans up there. And you just touched on it. You got to fight fire with fire here with Green Bay. I'm sorry, with Detroit. That's a team that has a lot of young offensive firepower. So I'd like to see Mike Evans up there at Lambeau doing his thing next year. All right. Number four, Baker Mayfield listed to stay with the Buccaneers. It's got to be the move. That that has to be the move. He's comfortable with that offense. Now, I know that Mike Evans is a free agent, as we just talked about. But if I'm Baker Mayfield, I'm staying exactly where I am. There's a franchise that believed in me. They're going to throw a decent bag at him. And, like, you know I got to bring it up, fellas. No state tax in Florida, baby. No state tax in Florida. So, if I'm Baker, I'm staying right down there at Tampa. We can fire up the cannon. So
3: Their cannon, not ours. I I do like him to stay there. I think Tampa Bay should really be thrilled to do it. But I think he could be a bridge for some other teams. So if we're going to play that game of if not there, then where? Yeah. It's probably either Washington gets their bridge to their rookie, whoever they're going to draft it to. They don't have to throw him in right away. Or I think if the Vikes don't re-sign Cousins... I do think Baker could keep us afloat a little bit and keep us competitive. What are you Jersey
4: shoring in there for? What are you fist pumping for?
3: Because it'll complete my goal of having him play for all of our teams mm-hmm. at some point. Okay, That would be amazing. So he, he showed me some leadership this year, right? He's got some skill. We know that. And I would say that the Vikings could crash and burn without Cousins. And that's why I think Mayfield, we could avoid that situation of just falling into the abyss. So I like him either Washington's bridge to their star rookie, Vikes Band-Aid for losing Cousins, or stay in Tampa. Same thought process
4: with that. Would you be okay if New England hopped in on that? With your Washington thought process there, would they bridge? Because they're picking in the top
3: four, I believe. They're picking
4: third, I think, in the draft. Yeah, so would
5: you you like that spot for him over there in New England? I don't like it for him, but I like it for them.
6: All
5: right, one final one here. Derrick Henry, they have listed as the Baltimore Ravens.
4: I ain't arguing with that. I mean, Lamar, Derrick
3: Henry really in the backfield. Him? Bring him to the bank, baby. Bring him to the you're bank. You gonna hand him the, you're gonna give him the ball? Absolutely. Because you guys tend to sometimes go away from your bread and butter. You,
4: know, you just had to rip that us. You open up that scab, ya. Ya? had open I'm mad for you, didn't you?
3: Mad for you. had to
4: open up that scab, didn't you? CVC mm-hmm. and then you doubling
3: down with the ding? What are we he doing today? It. I like him at the Raiders. Oh, kick Josh Jacobs out of there? Well, I don't think they're going to tag him again. What quarterback they got over there? He's oh. signing up for that? Well, that's what I mean. I mean, they, they just line it up in the eye and hammer it. That's your guy. And have him with, who's the other guy with them? Zamir White? Have them be a, a combo CBA player. Or just
4: with Tress on us, three, three yards and a cloud of dust. <laughs>
3: i formation baby uh, the raiders do it go look at the tape <laughs> uh, i love it go look at the tape I love it. d henry in the silver and black uh, he would look good in at that. absolutely but guess what else
4: he would look good in the black and purple baby at the bank how
3: yeah. many running backs do you guys need all of our running backs are not- free agents jk gus edwards all those guys are free agents except the main running back keaton mitchell no the guy that touches the ball Dalvin in every Cook. play no, the guy that touches the ball. Oh, the two-time play. MVP? That, right? guy? Okay, that guy? Okay, there we go. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're coming back with the uh, best odds, the betting odds, where Justin Fields will end up next. Rothman and Ice in the Fan.
1: If the sound of another man slammed against plexiglass turns you on, you've come to the right place. Proud to be your home for
7: Jackets hockey. The Fan, Ohio sports destiny. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time.
2: Sponsored by Pella Columbus. Windows and doors that go beyond.
1: The fallout from the Eagles'
3: season of disaster is pretty predictable. What's happening here? You now? get so close to the, to the top. You don't get it. Then you come back for the season of redemption. This was going to be the year we'd go to the Super Bowl and write that wrong. Jalen's got the big contract. And now there's accusations of that he, all the. On field, off the field, distractions of the big contract put him under a lot of pressure that he didn't handle well. Then you got AJ Brown going against the Philly media again, which it's his honest, it's it's his truth. Philly media is so lame, it's literally something every day. Then the fans believe the BS. I see why nobody likes us because we don't even like us. So that and by the way, that's a dangerous, that's a dangerous tightrope to walk because what he's basically accusing is the fans you know taking shots at their own team like wanting you know to support the, your own team. The Philly's rough. It can be
4: rough. yeah, they I, know that. I mean, I heard you know Tobias Harris, he plays for the seventy sixers they are and he said the Philly fans would trade him for a crumble cookie if they could
3: like so those are
4: so, good. Though. so they are very good. So the players, obviously, you know what you're getting into. When you sign up to play there, you get drafted or traded there. Like it, it can be, it can be a beast, especially the media. Look, they boot Santa Claus or whatever, right? So it, it's tough, man. It, it's tough. But this Philly team, they got to get it figured out. Santa man. was probably drunk. He probably was a little lit. But right. you know, they they got to figure this out because there was drama. It seems that popped up in spots all year, and a lot of it was wrapped around. AJ Brown and now people are questioning is Nick Sirianni really the mm-hmm. right coach and is Jalen Hurts, you know, worth that contract. We talked the other day about Chris Sims, your elevator buddy, and he he said he's the most overrated player in the entire yeah, sport. I'm to, so yeah, I mean, an elevator buddy. <laughs> just a couple of years ago, right? It <laughs> seemed like, man, they were really on their way and they got to the Super Bowl and almost took down the guy and the team. And then you get to the draft and you're drafting all these curvy smart guys from Georgia, and here we go. It just proves that it's never that easy in the NFL. No matter how good you think your all season is or how good you think your quarterback is, nothing is really promised in this league,
3: man. It'll, it'll be the same thing that Ohio State faces this year. And now if they start reeling off wins, that solves everything. That makes everything feel better. Work your way through some, you know, if you even get an ugly win, it doesn't matter. But the whole thing will be marching to that Week 6 game at Eugene. And if that goes the wrong way, then it's all of a sudden... How do they handle the question marks yeah. that, that pop up? But the dots are starting to connect for Justin Fields in Atlanta. We, You and I talked about this yesterday. Some of the movement in the next-team odds market has the Falcons as the favorite okay. to land him. Ahead of the Steelers. And by a big margin. Like, Falcons minus 130, Steelers plus 350. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Minus money versus three and a half to one. So, when you think about... I said yesterday, it almost sounds too good to be true. And Back to Georgia, they're looking for a guy that can lift Drake London and Kyle Pitts and B. John Robinson. Mm -hmm. This sounds too right. Now, it sounds right for him. For this to happen, the Bears have to decide to trade him and say we're going Caleb Williams' route. So I guess this... Sizable odd shift once had Pittsburgh as the favorite destination, so they actually opened at minus one twenty-five. And the reason that happened because of our boy Shefty. Yeah. The second he said Mike Tomlin is quote a big fan of Fields, mm-hmm. the betting market slanted. So I I can't imagine. First of all, there's no possibility. I mean, it's either one or the other, right? You're trading Fields, you're drafting Caleb. There's no in-between on that unless they decide, okay, we're trading the top pick and we're keeping Fields, which I put a little bit of stock in that, but I think that they're on this thing. It sounds like the favorite is... The one to bet on.
4: Yeah, I think he he's out of there in Atlanta. It makes a ton of sense. You know, we were having some fun last segment talking about Derrick Henry and Lamar and those guys in the backfield. Just imagine the stress Justin Fields and Bijan could put on a defense with that those RPO actions and all those things and what they could do for some of the playmakers. You mentioned Atlanta, their picks this year, so they've got their first round pick, they're picking eighth overall, and I, I think that's off the table. A lot of what I've seen Is that you're not going to have to give up a first round pick to get Justin Fields. They do have a second round pick, pick 43 and they're picking, they have two third round picks as well, Atlanta. So if you're comfortable with giving up, you know, that second round pick and I don't know if you have to give up both those threes or just one of those threes, if that's all it's going to take, I think you absolutely make that move because if it clicks and I think there's a chance that it would click down there in Atlanta, you might find yourself On that, you know, on that, on that, in that fast lane when it comes to contending for the division and obviously beyond that, you'll see what you can do in the postseason. We just saw it happen with CJ Stroud. In the Houston Texans. Now, he's an unbelievable talent with his mind in his arm. And Justin still got a ways to go in that category. But it just, man, when you get locked into really good guys around you on the field, really good offensive coordinator, they just brought in was Zach Robinson, I believe, from the Rams. He comes over there. and You got a new head coach there. If all those things can flow in the right direction, my goodness, I, I would not be surprised at all if Atlanta can turn that thing quickly, turn that thing around quickly with Justin at the helm.
3: Got to have a starting quarterback. You got to have one. And you mentioned a team to me about Baker Mayfield in the last segment about the Patriots. And the Patriots are in a pretty decent spot, but they're not in where they can control this thing, right? They're either going to have to reach for Jaden Daniels or decide to get out of that third pick. But the formula that seems to be floating around, if you can get Justin Fields for a second um, and package something later, like let's say the Patriots would give up, I'm looking at their 34th pick and then their best fourth rounder, which would probably be in the range around 100. That would give the Patriots their starting quarterback. And then it gives them the flexibility to possibly draft, if they want to stay at number three, they could draft another position or trade down if they don't love one of the top prospects. So if if they go bold and get Fields without giving up the third pick, then they could use that on a quarterback and play Fields while the first rounder develops. It's not really the best way to dicey, do it. Couldn't it gets a little get- dicey because I saw Matt Miller was tweeting about how the Patriots aren't equipped to draft a quarterback. They don't right have now. the weapons. That's the last
4: place I want to go if I'm Justin Fields. The last place, mm-hmm. unless in that scenario you laid out, they keep the third round pick and draft Marvin Harrison Jr.
3: The third overall pick. yeah.
4: Yeah. Then that becomes attractive to me if I'm Justin Fields. Now, obviously, he doesn't have a say in where he's going to go. But I think when you look at the weapons in Atlanta versus the weapons in New England, heck, even the weapons in Las Vegas with Devontae Adams still there, like, no, keep me away from New England. And it's a rookie head coach. Yeah, I'm out.
3: Yeah, this is a tough one, man. Because if you think your guy is there at three, I don't know how you pass on it. That's a tough thing, even if you're not equipped to handle it. Because you think the quarterback can solve a lot of problems with building around. Like Everybody wants, okay, we can build around this guy. We'll ask Sam Monson about it next. Rothman and Ice on the fan.
1: Big voice guy here to remind you that you're listening to the fan. Ohio sports destination. Okay, thanks. I have three more seconds.
0: Uh... Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Ice
3: is Rothman and Ice? All right, a lot of floating around Justin Fields and the rumors. He was even talking the other day, like wants the drama to end. But they don't know. They don't have all their offers collected. I think they have an idea that they are motivated to move him and reset financially and grab a rookie quarterback. And that probably tells you what the Bears think of him and his ceiling. Sam Monson is the lead NFL analyst. Pro Football Focus. He's with us now on the Brian Heating Cooling System's FANGUS Hotline. Sam, welcome back.
9: Thanks. Thanks for having me.
3: What do you guys think of Justin Fields? You think if the Bears move him that it won't come back to haunt them? What do you think his ceiling is in the NFL?
9: yeah i mean i think his ceiling is still to be determined i think that's the problem chicago's issue is it's simply a running clock now you know rookie contracts are everything in today's nfl that's the the window to maximize in terms of winning uh and and having the, the best advantage over everybody else that's paying their quarterback big money so if you're not certain that you have a superstar on that rookie contract and you have an opportunity to reset that clock and start over and go in a different direction with another guy on cheap contract, you probably have to make that move. So I don't think it necessarily says that Justin Fields can't still be a star and can't still be a really good quarterback. It simply says that they're not yet prepared to pay him you know, $60 million a year to find that out.
4: Sam, if you were running the show down there in Cincinnati, how would you handle this T. Higgins situation?
9: I think that they are going to do what I would probably do, which is you know play him on the franchise tag, uh, give him that one year uh, guaranteed money, and then either see what offers come in. You know, I think they did this with Jesse Bates last season, um, and and Jesse Bates as a safety was not exactly going to draw the trade offers that might make you move away from that, but a wide receiver, particularly in this marketplace, might see if there's a, an offer that comes in that you can't turn down. But if not, pe- uh, play them on on one year, let them walk next season, and potentially get a, a compensatory draft pick. In the process, you get another year of development from the young receivers that they drafted last year. Maybe you draft another one this year that can theoretically step in and, and take up some of the slack next season. Um, but these are the, I think you have to buy into the idea that you're going to let them walk at some point. Because uh, because Joe Burrow is earning that kind of money, the the, the costs dictate that.
3: What What is uh, Sean Payton thinking now at quarterback? Like, what is his, um, is he going to have to attach himself to a rookie here? What is the play for him, do you think?
9: Yeah, it's a great question. Um, Denver did uh, a lot similar to what the Raiders did last season in terms of they kind of decided that the guy they had wasn't, the future and wasn't where they wanted to go without an obvious pathway towards the player that would be that guy. Um, And that's, I think exactly where Denver are right now. They, they decided Russell Wilson wasn't going to be their quarterback. They decided they're going to have to move in a different direction, um, but they're not picking, you know, in the top three, they're not picking somewhere that's going to have an obvious pathway to that next quarterback. So it's, it's tough. They might get aggressive in the draft and really try and make a jump up to that top three spot, uh, pick one of those guys they might love somebody like you know qb4 whether it's bo Nix or maybe a second rounder uh or beyond they might love one of those guys enough to, uh, to attach themselves to them as the the future going forward or they might be desperate enough to try and make a move happen with a veteran maybe they're in the justin fields sweepstakes maybe they would make a run uh, at somebody else um that wouldn't break the bank in in terms of a, a veteran option but yeah they're They're not in a great spot in terms of being able to have an obvious answer at quarterback.
4: Sam, do you think the Kansas City Chiefs, and look, I know they just won back-to-back titles without Tyreek Hill, but do you think they should add to their wide receiver room this all season, whether it's a Mike Evans or, you know, a Michael Pittman or, you know, Calvin Ridley? like Do you think they need that guy or should they stay where they are?
9: No, I think they should absolutely look to add receivers this offseason. I mean, they their receiver room was a problem all season long. I know they ended up winning the Super Bowl at the end, and uh, they made just enough plays late in the, the season into the playoffs to, to get it done. But Travis Kelsey isn't getting any younger. Rasheed Rice uh, was a really nice addition as a rookie but that group generally let the chiefs down all the way through the season. And even though they were able to overcome it with a combination of Patrick Mahomes and the best defense that they've had there as a team, you could make your life a lot easier by just getting a more reliable receiving core as well.
3: All right. So Dak Prescott is, is an interesting thing, right? Because you know, the money he's going to try to make here and where Dallas is, they're kind of in a really tough spot, right? Cause they have a very viable option. However, it's just there's just not enough wow in the playoffs where it counts. Uh, what do you yeah. get, where are you with Dak right now as far as because um, who called Maddie? Who called? Uh, oh, Chris Sims called Jalen Hurts the most overrated you know player in the NFL right now, and you could almost make the case that it's Dak based on the money he's going to make.
9: The problem for Dak and Dallas generally is. They keep collapsing in the playoffs, um, and I don't think that that's a flaw in in their game or you know an indication of just a a ceiling or or how good they can be. I think they just have this psychological block now that they can't get past as a franchise. You know, the Cowboys have got this historic losing record now in the postseason, and they know it. And every time they get to one of these games, everything tightens up. Nothing looks right, and they're they're choking at this point, honestly. But Dak is good enough. win those games you know he had an, an arguably an mvp caliber season last year there's an awful lot of ways where you slice the numbers you look at data Dak prescott had the strongest mvp case of any quarterback and i know lamar jackson ends up winning it near unanimously um because of the sort of the narrative and the um the the more intangible things that that sent the The story in his direction but Dak Prescott played pretty much as well as any quarterback in the league last season so they're in a situation where they have to pay him the the big money they have to do it again they have to re-up that deal give him the, the top of the market quarterback money and then as a as a team they need to institutionally get past the mental block they have in the postseason that's holding them all back but I don't think Because they've been failing, that's an indication that they should, you know, abandon Dak Prescott as the starting option.
4: Sam, if you had to, if you had to give a free agent running back a contract this year, let's say that's two or three years, who would it be between Derrick Henry, Pollard, Saquon, Austin Eckler? Like is there a free agent running back that you would feel comfortable giving a, a deal to beyond a year?
9: If I had to do it, I think I would hitch my wagon to Derrick Henry because he's already shown himself to be the exception to the rules of running back uh, dynamics in today's NFL. All the things that you don't do with running backs, all the things that they're you know not supposed to be able to achieve whether it's workload, whether it's you know the the amount he actually does get stronger in the fourth quarter, whereas really that's a myth for for most running backs in the NFL, he's shown himself repeatedly to not play by the rules relative to every other running back. So it's kind of like the Adrian Peterson thing. You know, he was good enough, Adrian Peterson, that you throw out everything you know about running backs and he could win MVP coming off a year where he'd torn his uh, ACL, I think, and, you know, played at that incredible level. Derrick Henry, everything about him right now would say you don't want to give that guy the contract. It's a red flag. But he shows no signs of slowing down. He was still incredibly good last season behind the worst offensive line in the NFL. I would give Derrick Henry a couple of years and rely on the fact that he is that special.
4: Sam, we got about a minute left. I want to ask you this in the NFC North. If you had to attach yourself to one of these teams, let's say for the next three years, Green Bay or Detroit, who are you rolling with?
9: Yeah, it's a great question. I think Detroit have done a really good job rebuilding this thing in a structured, organized way, and they're exactly where they want to be on the right pathway. Green Bay kind of stumbled into it last year, though. They've got an incredibly young team, and it took huge steps forward last season. I guess if you buy into the idea that those guys are going to take that step forward this year, you would say Green Bay probably has the higher
3: ceiling. Yeah. Good stuff, my man. Always good to have you on, Sam. Be well. We'll talk again soon. Anytime. Take it easy. Sam Monson, Pro Football Focus, lead NFL analyst on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fangus Hotline. All right. It's time for you to figure out what's going on in your bath or your shower. If it's old, outdated, there's mold, mildew, whatever, broken tiles, you got to call my friends at Bath Authority. They're going to provide you the highest quality bathroom remodeling products. So that's number one. So you got that figured out. They've got the world class customer experience. They don't just talk about it. And they also have modern durable tub showers they're designed with this exclusive high-tech polymer liner Uh, what does that mean well it means low maintenance and who wants to take care of their bathroom so it's resistant to the mold and mildew i just talked about very easy to clean it's going to last for decades and it comes with a lifetime warranty so they back it up every unit also is custom built so you're involved in the process You pick the premium accents, you pick all the accessories, you want safety features, you need a low-profile shower, you need grab bars, you need a shower seat. Um, All Bath Authority products are 100% made the USA, and they can be installed in as little as one day, and it'll be done by a certified factory technician. So I want you to call today if you have need there, and you'll get $1,000 off a new shower or bath right now. 36 months, interest-free financing, so you've checked every single box imaginable if you need to get your bathroom up to snuff. You're the priority. It's Bath Authority, and that's the place you need to go. Check them out right now, bathauthority.com. We'll come back with a Buckeye Bulletin. Can Jake Diebler double down. We'll talk about it next, Rothman and Ice on the fan.
1: If you don't like listening to Morning Juice, Bobby Carpenter's
7: man nipples will punch you in the face. For real.
2: You want to fight, do you? Weekdays from 6 to 9.
7: The fish for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra
2: mile for you. Call, click or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Rothman and Ice present Buckeye Bulletin. Sponsored by Logan AC and Heat Services. Feeling the chill? Call the experts at Logan Services now for hot deals on train furnaces, including 0% APR for 60 months.
3: Alright, Buckeye in time. We go back in time a little bit. December 3rd when Ohio State was at home. I think it was their 8th game and they were taking on Minnesota and they wound up beating the Gophers by 10. Now, the usual suspects were really good in that game. Thornton had 26. Battle was banging in threes and he had a huge night that night. I don't remember exactly how many points, but he had a big night. And so they've got some confidence now going. They're playing a team that They've beaten and they have owned Minnesota over the years as far as basketball is concerned. I think they have like over 90 victories in the series, and that's 30 more than the Gophers have. So they almost blew the lead though, because they had a big lead at halftime. I think they were up 14, and then it got a little dicey in the second half, but they wound up pulling away by 10. They are, a Maddie a three-point underdog tonight, Ohio State, on the road. Okay. If you like them, if you want to just ride the wave, you can grab them on the money line at plus 135. I think Ohio State can turn the trick twice, but that will be up to Jake Diebler. And here he is on what they learned from Goldie the first time they played him.
8: I think they're improved shooting,
4: and their their guard play's been been really good to go along with obviously those guys on the interior. So,
9: but listen, we're looking forward to the challenge. I think this this team, you know, we were able to do something that really no one expected us to do, and we're going to have a, this the same approach of like we just we got to continue to play really really hard, play aggressive, keep swinging no matter the flow of the game. We're going to stay aggressive and, and keep that mentality, and I think that gives us the best chance to win on the road.
3: It's so newfound energy in this team. You mentioned it early in the program. How much of that is realistically sustainable? Because now, guess what? It's not number two in front of you. There's no big target. Now, they are on the road, so the atmosphere will be something they can use to their benefit. Now, they were up 22 against this team back in December, and I'm winning by 10. That's fun. So, they're a dog to a team that they led by 22 when they played them last time. So... We get to find out. You know how the game works, man.
4: It's a yeah. game of run, so I'm not I'm not going to be too mad at them cutting into that lead. But you mentioned Jamison Battle earlier. You're dead on, man. He dropped 25 in that game, 4 of 6 um, from 3. You just heard from Coach that Minnesota's a good shooting team. I mean, they're 5th in the conference in points per game and 3rd in the conference in field goal percentage. So it's going to take a lot, and defense on the road is a valuable, valuable thing to have. So I think that's where you start is how many stops we can get and turn those into scores and the rebounding and just taking possessions away from a pretty good offensive team is going to be critical. I'll say this too: aesthetically, this is one of my favorite gyms on TV hmm. to watch. Minnesota. There's something about it that I enjoy. The camera angles are good. It's not it's, too far away. It's it's that. It's don't we get like a little bit of a climb up to the floor? Yeah, like I think the elevated. Yeah, floor. I like that, man. It's a it's a nice little look. I don't know what it is, but I've always enjoyed watching games played. Is it the barn, I think, up there? At the barn? Yeah, that's right. Up in Minnesota.
3: Williams Arena? I like it. Is Is that that the 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 official name, Williams Arena? I think so, yeah. Um, The raised floor, that's unique. I'll give you that. I can't imagine I'd love that as a player or a coach. Gotta be aware, Why would I like that as a player? You're you're on a stage. I'm putting you up on a stage. That's what I mean. I always feel like you're going to fall off the stage. (laughs) the worst thing a performer could ever do oh, besides man. bomb fall off a stage Oh my
4: goodness. that's especially, not good especially in this era where everybody's got their cell phones out and social media
3: and it goes viral and then you're a meme the rest of your life so when they went through like renovating this place did anybody ever say like if someone brought up at the meeting hey you know this whole elevated floor thing kind of played out huh i wonder if that person just gets slapped in the face like Shut up! The elevated floor is untouchable. Is this is the Dave thing. The Dave Chappelle show with a five finger stayed his face. I can't imagine if they're if they're exploring stuff because that place has been around for a long time, and it's their deal. It's it's. But I wonder if it's ever become a talking point about it. We'll have to look into that. But you would like that as a player having to climb up in there? I don't think it bother me too much. All right. I don't think it bothers It's a tight <laughs> building, man. It's a... Uh, see, I like gyms like that. It's old. It's, the, the, the concession, you're kind of walled in. Yeah, it's, man. I like that. A little high school-ish gym yeah. vibe to a college game. You, you like to get the, that wafting from the bathrooms. Get the oh, real, see, the real that, feel that, 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 of that's, the whole thing.
4: That's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the wafting coming from the concession stance, which that works for it me. intermixes with the bathroom. But what you're talking about, I, I will leave that alone. I'll leave that alone. So, look, I mentioned the defense and how, how that's going to be important? This last game against Minnesota, Ar Ohio State shot fifty percent from the field and fifty-two percent from three. So that's not a given, right? Every single game. So I just think that's going to be so important for them is to to really lock up on, on that end and and grab those extra
3: possessions when you can. Real quickly, I just brought up a picture of this place. Yeah, they actually have a caution triangle for players right there, acknowledging like, hey. Be aware. Yeah. I also went back to 2017 and Hoosier Josh Newkirk did fall off the stage. There we go. He was okay, but he he could have been easily hurt. Well, that's when it changes. If you get injuries. All I see is a picture of his legs in the air, no head just kind of the lower torso. Oh man. That's awful. You know he was getting clowned for that. Maddie when I show back. you this picture, you are going to see it now. You're okay. going to fall off your chair. <laughs> that's awful.
4: Oh, that's incredible. Man.
3: I may have to you know what I'll do, I'll snip at that and tweet that out like let's everybody be aware of what's going on tonight. Yeah. See, for, but you're
4: a big college basketball guy, your favorite gym on TV. Is what?
5: Oh, on TV? Just a watch
4: where, you know, aesthetically pleasing
5: to you. Oh, Cameron, baby. Cameron's good. Uh, sometimes the camera angles are, are a little I, interesting. I the camera angles. <laughs> I, I am a little biased towards Hinkle with Butler. Uh, okay. I, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. And it looked really good, too, when they had the bubble tournament there. Uh, man, yeah, I think a lot of the smaller gyms that are under around 10,000 fans, they seem to make it a little bit more compact. I like it more.
4: Sneaky one for me, San Francisco. There, Jim. Watch a little WCC San action. San Francisco. Francisco.
5: A bad one is the new Baylor gym. If you've seen the oh, new no, angle for the TV, mess. it's horrible. You look like you're sitting up in the rafters.
3: Okay. Like watching Oregon. You know, that floor really kind of gets... Oh. <laughs> is <this> the NBA <laughs> in-season
4: tournament floors? That's a mess.
3: I didn't know that Maddie and Bill Cartwright have been just <laughs> hanging out together watching games in San Francisco. I don't know. Sometimes you'll watch Gonzaga or St. Mary's, like a couple of the good teams there late at night or whatever. And whenever I've
4: stumbled across San Francisco's gym, I like it. I think yeah. because the colors remind me of the Supersonics. And I love the Seattle Supersonics Fantastic. when I was a kid. The green and yellow. So that's probably why Downtown Freddie
3: Brown. Jack the Eraser Sigma. Mm, the Detlef Shrimp. Well, that's newer. Sean yeah. Kemp. I went way back. Yeah. the the, the supersonics
4: they might be getting an nba team soon yeah good
3: for them all right that's today's buckeye bulletin uh we're going to do a sports center update here top of the hour we'll have dan dakich dan dakich on at 233 talk buckeye hoops and coaching candidates and all that also wanted to uh play a little clip from jack sawyer when we come back about the offseason the tightness of this team and what he expects Stick around third hour on the way Rothman and ice in the fan.
1: We have so many local shows. I can't fit them in a 10
7: second promo. So let's just say we're live and local all damn day. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra
2: mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Most shows just skim the surface, but
1: Rothman and I feel like the biggest story of the day deserves a closer look. It's time for A Deeper Dive. All right, welcome back in. Final
3: hour of the program. Buckle in, we'll have Double D at 233. He'll be all fired up about something. Hoosiers got down 20 or more against Nebraska at home last night. Clawed all the way back and then only to lose by 15. That thing is imploding. Mm. Um, Ohio State's not the only basketball team that's got issues right now in this conference. So we will uh, talk to Double D at 233. Um, I know we have a Bet365 we want to cook up. Tonight, are we thinking hoops? I'm going
4: to the NBA world of hoops because our Cleveland Cavaliers are back. The second place Cleveland Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference. And this is a future. I want to get in on this now because I think there's good value when it it comes to. No, I'm talking MVP. I'm talking MVP for Donovan Spider-Mitchell, 15 to 1 right now now he has been an aircraft carrier for the cleveland cavaliers especially since we turned the calendar to 2024 and i think if they mess around and stay where they are but maybe even grab that one seed from boston which is a, a, a tough task i get that donovan mitchell deserves some mvp love i love the value right now i think this is as good as it's going to get for a while because he's going to get uh better and better it's yeah. never ordinary i bet 365 sign up at oh.bet365.com 21-plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants
3: help, call 1-800-GAMBLING. And
5: may the odds be ever in your favor.
3: All right, my conservative heavy money line parlay tonight will be Purdue at home against Rutgers Mm. and the Pacers at home against the Pistons. So I'll just parlay those two. Those should both come through for me. Both heavy money line. I don't I don't think I'm gonna get to even money on that, but that's okay. A win is a win, and yeah, I'll yeah, take yeah. it. No, I, I like where you're at. All right, there. so I'll drop those two in the bin and see what happens. Um, we've talked a lot about Ohio State in this offseason, and this is gonna be a season where this defensive line, and we talked about I asked Josh Perry, you know, is there any hole in this defense? And he talked about the defensive line a little bit as far as, you know, they' interior yeah that they're you know you've got some guys certainly with jt and sawyer back to kind of anchor that line it should be very much one of the best in the country so you have the bookends you know ty and ty certainly in there and you have all these guys in reserve but here is jack sawyer talking about this team's tightness
4: Coach Day, you know, really preaches it's a brotherhood, and we all bought into that the minute we stepped on campus. And and you feel it. Uh, It's real, and it's not just something we say. And, uh, you you know, when you see us interact with each other off the field, I think people can really see that we love each other way more past football, too. And uh, it's relationships
6: that we've built that are going to last a lifetime.
3: And it'll last a lifetime if you win at all, it'll last a lifetime personally. You want to talk about a team to be remembered, a team they bring back, a team they honor at halftime, Mm. those teams are separate themselves. No doubt. And that's the difference. And so are they going to become, as I'll call them now, the halftime honor team years down the road, decades, when those relationships he talks about are still intact, they all say, hey. See at the shoe. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's the kind of team they want to be. No question. And, you know, my, my challenge
4: to Jack and JT is can we get the double digit sacks this year? That's the challenge. You guys have been around for a while. You guys are talented. We've seen it in flashes, but let's make it consistent week in and week out. I think those guys are capable of doing it. But when you look at last year, you're talking Jack and JT as your leaders on the team six and a half sacks, five sacks. Let's try to get the double. Double digits this year. That's my challenge to those guys. Not that my opinion matters to those guys, but I'm just throwing that out there because I think that will be what can take this defense to even higher heights. I already think this defense is going to be legit, but if you compare what I think is going to be a really good secondary with guys that are not only going to get home But turn those sacks into, you know, strip sacks and all of those things and you get into the mind of the quarterback because physically early in the game you hit him. And it's not just the pressure. Like, that's what I want to see from those guys because I think the dudes on the back end, it's going to be sticky coverage. Like, those guys are going to have to cover for too long, but that can make everybody's life a lot easier if up front those guys could create a bunch of static. So I'm looking at the guys, the the vets, JT and Jack, and I want them to take their, I'm hoping those guys can take their game
3: to a whole nother level. Uh, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. And I was, when I heard about this number, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. This can't be happening. And I like the guy and I, Got a signed cover from him for one day. There's nothing I would be rooting for more than this to actually work out for him because I do like him. So you can cash in. Play the cash register. <laughs> Not
4: it's
6: cash in. I, cash want to, in. Want to, I want to,
3: Guys, I have more uh, pure motives than that. I wanted it in the charity golf outing. I, wanted, I don't want to just put it in there for someone to win in a raffle. I want the Dak Prescott autographed SI cover I personally had signed. Yeah. I want that to be... Something that someone wants to really pay for, huh. and then when I saw sixty million attached to this guy's name, mm-hmm. run I'm it like, up, Got to be kidding me! And this is how from, is
4: this possible? And this is coming from George Schultz, who covers the NFL. He's an insider reporter type of guy over at Bleacher Report, I believe. So he's reporting this. Yeah, that. Uh, we could be in store for an extension for one Dakota or is it Rain Dakota? I always get the order maxed up. Well, I'll go with the De- with Dakota Rain Prescott, and he is going to be the new leader in the clubhouse. That's sixty million per
3: year. And- so that's where you that's the going rate right now for someone that is in the MVP conversation in the regular season and then fails in the playoffs. That's the going rate right now? You're asking a fair question, A.R. You really are. But you got to think we have
4: to put ourselves in in Jerry Jones's seat and Stephen Jones and and what other option would they have? You can't tag him. I believe he has a no trade clause in his deal. So he's got a pretty a decent amount of leverage in his corner. And I know look, he is productive. He's not productive when everybody wants him to be productive. But I think you have to zoom out from that emotion, and that can be hard. I get it because we all want our quarterbacks to get in the tournament and do what Patrick Mahomes does year in and year. I get it, but but they don't have a better option right now. They just don't. So they have to give him this extension.
3: Mm. My goodness! Unless you
4: want to, you know, create some static within your own
3: building, and uh, the only you know, the only thing you could do. Yeah, they, they don't have a great option. I agree with you on that, and I'm just thinking, what if you went to him? And I mean, doesn't who, somebody wants him out of there? Right, some family member who wanted him. I think out it, of his that? brother was his more. Brother. Like, his brother was
4: talking what? more about the fan base. They, oh. He he said, "We're good with the team. We love oh, okay. all that." And he was taking
3: shots at the. Fan That's base. too bad because you could just go to his brother, <laughs> say, bad. "Hey, let's work together." You oh, get him man. to waive the trade, the no trade, no chance, and let somebody else take on 62 million in dead money like i i feel like the fact that he can't be franchised in 2025 is a shame i love it the fact that's i
0: love
6: it
3: cuz this is like a blanket no tag that covers every possible tag that Dallas could use on him so if he's not i ex- love that for that um, boy so the mac <laughs> basically what i'm saying is the max return would be, what, a third-round draft pick in 2026? Yeah, how's that sound? Yeah, yeah it, it sounds, sounds awful. awful. Exactly. Um, so that's they, why they're Do they have the to extend him, though? Yes. Yes. Hmm. Why, why can't I just, they use this year as the put-up-or-shut-up year?
4: I mean, I guess you and then could. Re- and then
3: reset if he's not the
4: I mean, guy. I, I guess you could. What would he have to accomplish, AR, for you to feel Make an
3: NFC title game? Okay. Like, get four quarters away from being four quarters away. And I'm not putting It's just in a everything. dangerous game.
4: It's, it's a dangerous game when you have your star player. Draft a quarterback. Well, here's what I'm saying. It's a dangerous game, AR, when you have your star player, no matter what sport you're in, that's a year away from free agency. And if you're going to start this year off by telling me if I'm Dak, hey, I need to see more Before I pay you after we already paid him or pay him again after what Dak has done, because I don't want to make it seem like Dak hasn't done good things for Dallas. He really has. And it's a crazy story with how they found him on all those things. But I think it's just a dangerous game when you allow guys like this to know that I can hit free agency and then in his mind, he probably thinks, and you wronged me a little bit prior to this season. Yeah, why did they ever wrong him? They no, no, gave just him a saying, massive contract in his on his in mind, hospital bed. In his mind, right, now I'm talking this offseason. Oh, well. His team may think, I, it's he time for me to get my extension. But I'm just saying, that could hurt you as the front office down the road if you let him get the free agency mm-hmm. and you want him back.
3: The other leverage he has is Jerry's 81. He'll be 82. So Jerry's hankering for something soon so i don't know if jerry would be into the okay let's reset it let's fire the coach get draft a quarterback fire a coach and start over again that's probably the leverage that he has you know, you know what
4: else would be great leverage is if behind the scenes they truly believe that trey lance is ready that's when you could start playing games with that yeah. i just don't think that's the case could be wrong but I just don't think that's the case.
3: No, and you're probably right. I mean, I I think that that's not the greatest thing. You'd only you'd only get that as if Dak got hurt again, and you were forced to play him, and he played really well. But if Dallas is going to extend him, no matter what the circumstance, then you may as well do it now. I guess. Like honestly, I this that allows them to to roll that existing money into part of the guarantee and also maximize whatever the cap benefits there. You know, yeah. and and so you can prorate all that money. So it. Waiting a year just for the sake of it, I don't think it's completely pointless, but I take your point to heart that you are playing an interesting game there. But if you're thinking about splitting with him and want to see how things play out, then I think waiting is fine. And I think Dallas has earned the right to choose that if they want. And, you know, last time they were in this scenario, they did tag him and he played a few games and got hurt, and then they ended up doing a massive contract anyway. So there was really no point to wait unless they felt that Dak would never agree to a five-year contract. And so if it were me, I don't know. I'd have to try to maybe draft a quarterback, restructure this contract. And I think there's a good chance they have a new head coach in 2025. And then it's a whole, then you Mm got to decide whether that person is in love with Dak. So I like, the prospect of if you're in the court if you're in the competitive business, you want to have a decent quarterback and they have one. Better they do. better than decent. Yeah. And the running game slipped this year, mm-hmm. which they thought they were going to be better at. Yeah. And so I don't want to put every last thing on him. All I'm saying is when you command sixty million, I, I can put a lot on you. And <laughs> when you do that, that this gets down to kind of the yeah. a weird issue. And he wasn't good against Green Bay. I know their their
4: their defense got torched by Jordan Love, and you know Dax numbers ended up looking
3: good. But we all watched Man. the game, and that was a beatdown completely. Let me ask: If you guys, I can't win with paying him forty million, either, I, listen, how can you explain to me winning when I'm paying him sixty? I like how I, do you explain I, that. You're
4: asking fair <laughs> questions. This is just the game that these NFL teams have to play, especially when it comes you know, to this position. Marinate on you. this during the break. Will we ever? get to a point to where a quarterback in the National Football League is making $100 million a year? Think about it before you answer.
3: You mean per per season?
4: season? Do we ever get to that point? We've got AR's answer and we've got Johnny Manziel taking us in the hot tub time machine with an interesting story about Brian Hoyer from his Cleveland days. It's coming up next. Rothman and Nice on the fan.
1: Common Man has spent the past 18 years telling you how much he hates people. And yes, that probably means you, too. Common
2: Man and T-Bone. Weekdays at 3.
7: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com,
2: or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
6: Rockman and Ice present Free Snap Reads.
2: Sponsored by the Low T Center, reinventing men's health care.
3: Uh, it's almost sick to try to stomach this. Maddie dropped the, Will we have a hundred million a year quarterback? Did you give me a year by what year? Or just in general? Just in general. Yeah, in and the general reason why I'm
4: asking is because we, we all see the numbers year in and year out. It's a it's a constant climb. Like mm-hmm. it's never, hey, this guy just he's making the same exact as the guy the year before. Like, no, it's hey, I'm making more than him and more than him and more than him. And when do we reach that ceiling? Is there going to be a ceiling? And that's why I asked the question. And it sounds crazy to say right now, but I mean, if we go back to what 10 15 20 years ago how about just go back to 5 years there ago there you go if we throw out the question do you think quarterbacks would be making 55 million dollars a year
3: people would have said no 5 years ago 30 million seemed like a lot yeah yeah and now we're halfway there with 50 and now now we want to get to 60 <laughs> so when does right. it stop Ayo? so that- hitting 100 million all depends on if you believe that the NFL will continue to be king over the next 10 years. And if your answer to that is yes, which it probably should be. Yeah. Then the unfortunate answer is yes. And when you start doing the math, paying a guy $6 million a game Whew. is... It's kind of nauseating. <laughs> now, it's good for the agents. They'll be pushing for this. No question. You ask any agent, hey, you think this will happen? Damn right it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Over, uh, It better happen. Yeah. Like, they want a big piece of it. So, now, it does depend, because there is a difference between a Patrick Mahomes and a Brock Purdy, which we just saw in the Super Bowl. But it was damn close. Mm-hmm. Like, they, the San Francisco built a good enough team around Brock Purdy, where they had them on the ropes. A fourth and one stop. Nick Bosa stays at home. Something weird happens, and the Niners have a ring. And you know what we're debating over the last week and a half? Really got a little ahead of this Patrick Mahomes uh, goat conversation, didn't we? Couldn't provide it on that last drive. He got stopped by Bosa. Bosa didn't bite on the handoff. Fourth and one, it's over. Mm -hmm. It got that close. And so there's a thought that if Patrick Mahomes hit the free agent market right now, Mm -hmm. If he was a free agent, would he be worth $300 million over three years? And most of these... Uh, no. He's, no. Well,
4: we, can't, we can't go down but, that road.
3: Well, you just said, I, if, he, I, if there's only $100 million quarterback, it would be
4: him. It would be him. It would be him. But that is just... It's unconscionable to me, AR, that well, that would
3: be the case. I thought but, 45 or 50... You're seemed right.
4: weird. You're right, man. You're right. So yeah, I just wanted that's to th- a bargain. I just wanted to throw that <laughs> question out there, and uh, I think I'm with you that one day there will be one guy
3: that'll reach that. And it's night. a salary cap league, though, is it? Well, it's supposed
6: <laughs> it? to be. <laughs> <Is
3: it? laughs> like we're not supposed to be able to do this.
4: Oh man. So yeah. So I don't know, man. I don't know. So yeah, Dax next, and it's good for him, man. Think he, about he these. might
3: have the right owner and the right situation yep. and the right team. He's got the star in the helmet mm-hmm. and they don't have a lot of options. He's got the leverage over the Cowboys. I'm saying you could still do a wait and see on him and then a total reset if he doesn't work out. You can't trade him. I guess the stupid, boring voidable years and whatever they magic they can do on their books. But right now that's a wild ride. Mm. If you're going to pay Dak Prescott 60 million a year because you have to, I'm telling you even even guys like Jerry Jones might say what have you what is this money getting me? I'd rather almost bottom out and then Try to build it back up. I don't know if
4: that's Jerry's style. It really Bottom isn't. And He's and you, always
3: got to be right there.
4: And you right brought there. up something that I thought was real. His age too. I mean, I think <laughs> yeah. his age is a, is a major factor in these type of decisions. I, I just don't. is why to... I
3: thought he'd get Belichick.
4: Well, unless yeah. he doesn't want the other guy to get the praise. And that's why when we talked about it, Ar, I thought they, the word e- ego to me with those two yeah. guys. You just wonder how that would go, and not initially out of the gate because I think they could, you know. Win each other over with, you know, the press conference and talking about all that stuff. But it's it's when things get a little prickly in season, how would that relationship show itself? So yeah. we'll see if they if they come back around to that next offseason because Bill is available. We mentioned Johnny yeah. Menzel going into break. Form, former Cleveland Brown quarterback, one of CB's favorite Browns players of all time, um, from what he's told me many times. But Johnny Menzel, I'm joking, <laughs> CB never told me that. Johnny Menzel sat down with Shannon Sharp on the club Shay Shay. Podcasting and he, and he took us down, you know, memory lane. When we went in the hot tub time machine with Johnny because he talked about, you know, maybe Brian Hoyer wasn't
1: the best teammate in <laughs> Brian Hoyer had been waiting on opportunity to be able to go really provide for his family, get an opportunity. And he saw how much of an upper hand he had on me
6: mm-hmm.
1: and he didn't hold back when it came to that. So there was instances in the quarterback room early on where I would ask the same question a couple times and he'd be at the head of the table and go again we're doing this again wow keep him out of it right? right let's just cut that off and I don't have a bad word to say about Brian Hoyer that is just fact of what happened in that room so when that happened so if we were to ask another quarterback that's in that room do ask Connor Shaw Go ask Connor Shaw, who played at South Carolina and was with us in Cleveland. Go ask him how Brian Hoyer was in that room. Go ask Dow Loggins. Okay. I got a problem with this.
3: From who, With who? From Johnny's side. I do. Because he's not leaving any room for the fact that maybe he didn't deserve that respect. You were Johnny freaking goofball. You were the party guy. You were hanging out with Justin Bieber. You you were the cocky, irresponsible guy. What makes you the great teammate that you deserved his instant respect? Uh, Just hear me Ah. out. I don't feel... I understand. He can feel that way, and I I believe him. I actually believe that Hoyer was like, hey, enough. Like, You're not that guy. All I'm saying is that Johnny wasn't the consummate pro that may have deserved... To have veteran, I don't love that admiration. It's uh, my, I know my I feel take.
4: You. I feel you, yeah. and I respect your opinion for sure. I, I just, I would hate if that were the case, because at the end of the day, this is still your teammate, and this is still your team, and you should want what's best for the team. Now, I say that. What and- if
3: this guy's like fashionably late? coming
6: in and not putting the
4: work he's not hurting me i still think that's your guy i think you can say hey man you should be doing this and doing that better when it comes down to the x and O's of our offense like i'm always going to help you with that that's just how i see it but it's not surprising to hear that because i mean let's just be real like a guy like brian hoyer He wasn't always this stamped QB1 in in the league. There was always questions of Mm -hmm. what his game really was. So he's still trying to carve out his path as a starting quarterback. And now they bring in this young guy that the city loves and the league loves. And everybody's giving him all this attention. I'm not going to help him out so he can take my spot and keep me away from a contract which essentially keeps uh, food off the table for my family and all of those things like that's the human element of the league we just had this story a couple years ago where ryan tannehill was asked about malik willis remember the reaction of ryan tannehill saying it's not my job to coach him up like that's how these guys really feel they get in front of these cameras and microphones and say other things but to hear that Mm -hmm. from johnny is not surprising
10: yeah
3: i hear your point maybe it was better just not say it but Johnny better be. Johnny should be careful, man. If we're going to open up the can of worms on how you felt you were treated, then let's open it all the way up. I think and find he's willing the, to do that. I the think The kind he's of guy accepted. you were to them. And I'm with you on Hoyer. This wasn't some bona fide star yeah. that he had no worries. He always was looking over his shoulder. And and maybe his, I, I think insecurity is actually too strong of a word. I think he was fighting for, but by making I the other guy look I think sports insecurity bad, is real, yeah. though. I think that's fair. Uh, if you're insecure about your vehicle right now, you get in your car and it's just not reliable and you're wondering whether uh, if we get another cold snap that that baby's going to start and be reliable, tires, all that stuff, breaks. well, it's time. It's time for you to go check out my friends at Jermaine Honda of Dublin. They have more than 600 new and pre-owned to choose from. Just go on their site, Dublin.com. And if you're a Honda owner already, then boom, you could strike big time because their lease loyalty deals are outstanding. Whether it's on the final 2023s or the 2024 passports or pilots, the redesigns are awesome. They all have very, very attractive monthly payments right now. So go in, go into Jermaine Hahn of Dublin. They're on Selma Road, just south of 270. And ask for Marcello, ask for Rich, ask for my guy Jerry, and tell them, you know, you heard me talking about it, and it's time to to back it up and let's figure it out. Let me let me test drive a bunch of these beauties and then make a great deal. So it's Jermaine Honda of Dublin, and they're the team right now for you to strike and get that great new vehicle that you've always thought of. All right, we're going to come back. Dan we will get his opinion on the strategy Ohio State should implore in looking for their new coach. Rothman and Ice on the fan. All
1: the 10 TV people come over to our side of the building to take a deuce. That should tell you something about how we operate.
0: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: Thoughtfully discussing the merits of Home Run In's Frozen Pizza. This is Rothman and Ice.
3: All right, welcome back into Rothman and Ice. It's that time of the week. We go to Indy, and he's the host of Don't At Me on Outkick.com and now on Indy Sports Ticket. He's our guy, Double D, Dan Dockich, How we feeling? Oh, we're bitter. We're angry. We're pissed. All I right. mean, we're going to go rip ass for about three hours on <laughs> Indiana basketball.
10: Yeah. That's just what
3: we're going to do. <laughs> hey, hey, big dog. I know you know this. Uh, we got a little opening here in Seabus. Uh, maybe you resurrect that coaching career. Maybe uh, come in here and 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 rip a little. You know what? I I say that facetiously. I don't know if you have any affection for coaching anymore. But uh, the Buckeyes did take down your beloved Purdue Boilermakers. I know that. Uh, <laughs> but but listen, when you, you I said this on the air, you don't get a second chance to make a first impression after your coach gets fired, and and so there was a lot rolled up into that upset. What do you think of it?
10: Yeah, I mean, look, I, Matt Painter can say what he wants, and he's defending Chris, and I love Chris, and I've talked to Chris, uh, and he's going to end up doing great things. But you know what? Um, I'm going to give credit where it's due. The interim coach came in. I, I did. You know, when I was at Indiana, we didn't even have practice. We went and beat Northwestern. And they were pretty good um, without practice. So, you know, uh, I, I'm going to give credit to uh, to Jake. I thought Jake, you know, what? team was inspired. Team played really well against Edie. They stripped him. They took the ball away from him. And, uh, you know, I get what Matt's doing, and I don't blame him. Talking about, well, it would have been the same score with Chris there. Maybe it would have. But the fact of the matter is it was the score that it was with Jake and uh look, uh just just win, baby. <laughs> you know, just just win. And uh you know, maybe you get the job, Jake. And and it's you know, I've said this before about the Deeblers. They're the first family of Ohio basketball mm-hmm. in my mind. Keith, the dad is legendary. They used to this is how crazy they are. They used to come to my bowling green basketball camp team camp, and Jake was playing, and John was playing, and Keith was coaching. And if they lost, now you got to understand, this is the middle of the summer. If they lost, they went out to this big hill in the middle of the golf course, and the team would run for like two hours. Jake was a man, or uh, Keith, the dad, is a man after my own soul, and I hope Jake does well.
4: i got a quote for you, Double D, that I can't wait to get your reaction to. <laughs> and this comes from Mr. Rick Quote, I'm not going to lie to you. This is the most unenjoyable experience (laughs) of my lifetime. We are so unathletic that we can't guard anybody without fouling. If I said I was disappointed, that would be the understatement of the year. What is going on with Rick Patino? Your thoughts on that quote Uh, about his team?
10: Did we just, is this 1986? (laughs) Did we just go back in time where coaches are just like, I saw that, and I thought to myself two things. One, I am betting on St. John's. I did. I, I made money last night on St. John's because here's the deal. It's it's, it's kind of interesting. People don't sometimes understand this. Uh, Patino, I'm guessing, whatever we read sounds harsh, and it was harsher than that because he called out individual players said, this dude's slow, that guy's slow. But it doesn't happen in a vacuum, and I guarantee you Patino and his relationship with those guys, and you saw it yesterday, I mean, they went and whooped Georgetown. Uh, I don't have any problem with it. In fact, I wish guys would do it more. Like, I I just do. I'm just, like, I can't stand a guy plays like crap, and everybody in the coaching staff is just like, well, you know, we can't say anything. Why not? Players are tougher than sometimes media gives them credit for, and... uh, I don't know, Patino's kids responded last night. And, hey, Rick, I got to tell you something, man. If you're that unhappy, don't coach. I mean, you know, you're 75, you're in the Hall of Fame, don't coach. I mean, but, you know, you make millions coaching a kid's game. Shut the hell up and coach. That's it. Right? No, I, I, I yeah.
3: Know. Well, listen. I sometimes it's done for effect, right? You coach, you you know these guys sure. are smart. He's been around a while, and 100%. and um, you know all, a lot. Sometimes the fan base is all they want to know is their coach gives a damn, right? Like he really cares. Well, like no,
1: here
10: here here's a. I should have said this to you. Sometimes you're tired of harping on the same things mm. and it's not getting through. So you're looking for other ways, right? You know, instead of going on Twitter, you, you got a press conference. A lot of times, you know, I did this, Coach. Knight did this. Like every coach does this. You talk to your team through the media. Because you're just freaking tired of trying to pump, you know, hey, dude, you know, you're slow, but move your feet, sprint, Mm -hmm. go faster, you know, and sometimes you're just tired of it and you use the media to get your point across.
3: So there's thought now. I saw Jeff Goodman tweeted about hiring NBA guys with no college experience as college head coaches, Mm -hmm. and it hasn't been working out. Uh, Maybe it did. You get a little. Fire early because it's an alum coming in and the fan base gets fired up. So, like, whether it's Juwan or Woody at Indiana or Penny, I mean, he had a long list of guys. Well, look who cool Ohio State uh, might be. I mean, Chris Jen's kind of throwing his hat in the ring a little bit. Scooney Penn was around the building because they honored the 99 team this past weekend. What is your thought on... Ohio State's strategy now, established guy, pay big money, get a culture guy in here, or try to identify the next up-and-coming guy? What's the strategy, you think?
10: Yeah, that's a great question. I've been disappointed in the NBA guys. I thought Juwan and Woody and actually Hoiberg did pretty good. Did last night watching him offensively. I think I said this on this show, college coaches would flock to NBA practices because college coaches were behind the NBA in terms of offensive maneuvering. They, 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 in the NBA, you've got to get a great player a shot in 24 seconds. College is longer. So college coaches would be like, man, they run great stuff. So we would always go to NBA practices. Woody runs nothing. Juwan runs nothing. And that's not great. I haven't really watched Penny Hardaway. So my thing, if I'm Ohio State, is this. I'm going to get the best basketball coach I can find. Period. I don't give a damn where he's from. And I got to have people involved in the conversation <laughs> that know what that means. They got to know what that means. An alumni my ass. Uh, up and comer, great. But is he really an up and comer? Like I'm looking at a guy like Greg McDermott. And I said this the other day before they played UConn. I don't know if they're going to beat UConn. But I know this. Greg McDermott's offense it's just going to be a matter of not if they get the shots they want, is if they make the shots they get because they're going to get any shot they want. They're so well schooled in it. So I, somebody like that that's had success, you know, uh, and runs stuff that you that that you know translates. The Big Ten is the best coach, the best scouted league in the country. So you got to figure out what translates. Woodson's offense with two big guys standing around doing nothing doesn't translate. Hoiberg's does. If you watch last night, they sprint everything with this high screening action um so i'm getting the best i think lamont paris is a great choice to take a look at a serious look at itself i love that guy as a person i've known him for 100 years i i would i would look at him but you know what i would do guys and i think you and i talked about this last week i would already have my guy i'm telling you right now i, I would not have fired Chris Holtman, without yeah. having a guy in place. And I think I told Isis, when Alford was at uh, Iowa, I got a call from Paul Krebs, who was the AD at New Mexico, about yeah. this time of year. I said, hey, Dan, can you get a hold of Alford? Sure. Why? Do you want to be the coach of New Mexico? Why would he leave New Mexico? Well, I'm going to pay $3 million a year, and he's unhappy at Iowa. Oh, okay, I'll call him. Alford, yeah. Alford, nobody knew. He met Krebs, basically took the job two weeks later. season was still going on. Ohio State has to have that because every single player in that sophomore class at Ohio State is being recruited in every handshake line after every game. And I'm te- you tell me Bruce Thornton isn't already being recruited, please. Hey, Bruce, you don't have a coach. You know, there's no fans showing up at this. Come on over there, whatever. Play where there's fans. You know, I mean, we'll pay you. I mean, every kid is, and you've got to stop that. And the minute the season's over – uh, Gene Smith or Yorkin or whatever the hell the guy's name is, they have to have an announcement. Or even now, do it like football. Let the guy get in there. Well, you can't because the guy's coaching. But anyway, you have to have that done the day the season's over. I don't care if it's Jent. I don't care if it's Scooney. I don't care if it's Paris. I don't care if it's McDermott. I don't care if it's Patino. I don't care. You've got to have that. It's got to be done right now. People can talk about, well, you know, they're going to interview or somebody. No. This is the way it works. I had the Marshall job before Billy Donovan quit at Marshall. I had the Marshall job before Dwayne Fre- Dwight Freeman quit at Marshall. That's the way it works. Gotcha. A, and, and Smith knows it.
3: Yeah. Great stuff, my man. All right, go go rip uh, Norman Dale and those oh, Hoosiers. Yeah, go do it today. And uh, the
10: Big Ten Network. I, I told the Big Ten Network. I see why you guys won't hire me because I would have imploded last night and my partner would have had to pick brain off of the frickin' monitors. <laughs> at this. Yeah. yeah.
3: All right, cream and, cream and Crimson. Have a great one. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> See you, Buck. See you, Double D. He was on the Bryant Heat and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. All right, we're going to come back with Tell the Truth next. Rothman and Ice and The Fan.
1: The Fan is live and local with morning juice. Caffeinate and dominate. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9. The Fan, Ohio's sports
0: destination. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done.
5: Tell the truth with Rothman and Ice. All right, CB, take us home. All right, as I said, today is a big national day of today. Mm. There's a couple of them. We featured some yesterday. Today, we will highlight National Chili Day. My question to you is, maybe not as cold as you would like it on the perfect chili type of day, but is it in your top five of winter food items?
3: Mm. Yeah, probably top three. As far as winter meals, I would say... Pot pie, mm. big chicken pot pie uh, guy. Those are good. Okay, lasagna, That's, chili. Okay, I think those would be my top three winter comfort interesting meals. So no lasagna for you outside of no, when no it's cold outside. No, no, I would absolutely have it okay. at other times. Okay. <laughs> but I, if he's putting us in the box of just cold weather, yeah. No,
4: I got you, man. Listen, I uh, I got no issue with chili whatsoever. Just light on the beans, CB. Light on the oh, beans, please. Really? For, yeah, I'm not a big beans guy. I've hey, never been able to get down with the mushiness. It's never really meshed oh, well with it. my palate. But, <clears throat> yeah, just the, uh, the pairing of a hot bowl of chili with some jiffy cornbread is undefeated for me. So on it's cold
5: not bread. really the eat with your eyes first type of mantra that you use. It's mm-hmm. a little different.
4: Yeah, chili tastes really good to me. It's just I I can't get down with beans. So if you could hold the beans slightly for me. That's what
3: I think makes it.
4: uh, Yeah, I know because people always say, well, you might as well just eat spaghetti sauce and put it in a bowl. Okay, it tastes a little different, but just not a big beans guy. But chili's good. It is good.
5: Why you always lying? All right, next up, it seems that the uh, EA has sent out the contracts to players across the country across the NCAA for their deal on the $600 plus a copy of the game for the new NCAA game coming out this summer. Put yourself in the shoes of an athlete. Would the $600 plus a copy of the game be enough for you, or are you asking for more?
6: Hmm. I feel
5: like I would
4: ask for more, but in the back of my mind, feels pretty comfy for me six hundred dollars college kid that's it's a great weekend right there in college if i'm a player I already got some decent nio money so yeah let's just uh have a great weekend and buy a couple kegs and play the game
3: i'm in i think the answer to this is it depends who you are right if you're a star in the game you're going to want to get more money i think they're going to pay the big boys to promote this game and they're going to pay them a lot more than 600 bucks to throw it on their social media so, but if you're just like a background player kind of deal, just get Backroom my name and huh? my name in the game. Then I guess six hundred. I would have gone for a cool G. That sounds a little better to yeah, me. I'm With you on that. But if you're a star and you're going to be getting the rock a lot and throwing, but if you're like a lineman or somebody else, I don't play the game anymore. So I would tell you that. I'd go for a G as a background guy and then make sure it's kind of a sliding scale if I'm going to help you promote the game.
5: You sit on a throne of lies. All right, Matt, I have to ask this for your version of the Drake J. Cole Mm. concert last night. For the final song, did they do the slime uh, situation? Yes, that is what I got. Yeah, so they, they take a, I don't know, someone that was there to see the show. They bring them down and they put them in the chair and they... Pour mm. a, a big bucket mm. of green slime on them. Yeah. In order to do that in front of a crowd of 18,000 plus like that, how much would I have to pay you to do that? Um,
4: Knowing who I'm dealing with, Drake, J. Cole, Lil Durk, guys that their networks are pretty healthy, CB, I'd probably need about, I'd ask for 10, 10 grand. 10 grand because then I would have to account for the outfit that I had on that night because I'd probably have one of my better outfits on. And then, you know, I'd try to, you know, Take a little money home on the side. Mm -hmm. 10 grand. 10 grand.
3: I I might contribute to that to watch you do the flash dance, wet chair dance, or whatever you guys are talking about.
4: Now you just took it to a whole other level.
3: Whatever you guys, I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds very intriguing, and I'd be willing to contribute.
5: Yeah, he, he pretty much had a contestant sit in a chair, and he asked the ladies in the crowd, should we pour the slime on this guy? And they mm-hmm. said yes, mm-hmm. and then they tipped the bucket over, and it was pretty cool. Uh, next question, it's the Daily Fan <laughs> Poll. It's sponsored by ER Auto Care, Masters of our Craft. The question is, where would you want to see the Buckeyes play in Chicago against Northwestern? Is it the rumored Wrigley Field, Soldier Field, a guaranteed rate, which is uh, where the White Sox play, yeah. or Keeks Stadium where the Fire play?
3: You got a shy town, boy. None of them sound that great to me. I mean, if you're driving in, of course, Comiskey, Comiskey, White Sox, guaranteed rate will be closer because it'll be right there off the highway, but that's, that's no great thing. I've not been to the Seed Geek Stadium. I would, um, Wrigley has some appeal. So it's either Wrigley or Geek for me.
4: What I'm going to do is I'm going to take a, a turf football field and put it inside the United Center, okay? So that's what we're we're going to do. I'm going to somehow, someway, CV, get a turf football field in the house that Jordan built. Just turn it into an arena football game? <laughs> yes, and then we're going to play mm-hmm. the game in there. So that's what I'll do. So I'll, I guess my option is other for Chicago.
1: Just find out right now today is
3: true. That's actually a really good idea. Wonder if this. it's... Big enough that you could make that
5: happen. I well, think. you'd have to probably make it like an arena league game.
3: Yeah, get rid of some seating. You're I know. But I'm trying to seating. think of. You're right. They have to be for a Blackhawks game. Those have to be because remember the seats come all the way down to the rink. So I, you're giving yeah. up seating for sure. But yeah, I don't know. One Well,
5: this? Of my crazy this brought ideas. up a great idea because if they had to do that and turn it into like an arena league game, you know, you have certain rules in that game that are different than the actual uh, standard game we know. These days, uh but most importantly, the position of the wide receiver that can run towards yeah. the line of scrimmage. <laughs> Just looking at the Ohio State roster, which receiver do you think would be best at that position?
4: Oh, man. Boy. See, here's the thing, CB. We don't know their they're 40 times. Like, I wish I knew Ennis and Tate and Emeka, like, their official 40 times, because then I can feel like I could give you a better answer. I'll go. Carnell Tate. Why not? Give me Carnell.
5: What Tate. are we asking this guy to do? So you're you're picking someone off of the uh, Zone Six crew there, who would be the receiver that runs towards the line of scrimmage before the start of the play. Oh, okay. it's kind of like their yeah. version of the motion, but they can actually get like a head start <laughs> towards the line of scrimmage. <laughs>
3: what about? Mm, I don't know. You're right. I don't know how fast. Do we need to get Jeremiah a little bit of a. Oh, the young lad, the yeah. true
4: freshman coming in.
3: Let's get yeah. him, Jeremiah Smith. Let's and get going.
4: The
6: truth shall set you free.
4: Before we leave, if you missed Sam Monson, Joshua Perry, and Dan Dockett, wherever you get your podcast, type in Rothman and Ice, and all of our goodies will be there waiting for you.
3: Outstanding. Great to spend the last three hours with you guys. Man and T Bone will take you through the rest. And we'll hit you up on a Friday at high noon. Rothman and Ice on The Fan.
1: Winners of the prestigious Platinum Microphone Award every year. Given to the best radio station in the world. Uh, No need to look it up. It's real. The Fan. Peace, 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 peace. It's a fan action update. This action update is brought to you by ESPN Bet. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Just five weeks away now from MLB Opening Day. Now your current ESPN Bet World Series odds have the Dodgers as the favorite at four to one, with the Braves six to one, Astros are eight to one, Yankees nine to one, Reds are tied with the nineteenth best odds to win the World Series at fifty to one, and the Guardians have the twenty first best odds at
7: sixty to one. For your ESPN Bet action update, I'm Scotty Vegas.
2: Casting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com.
1: WBNSFM, HD One Columbus. The
11: Fan. Good afternoon, I'm Ryan Baker. The Ohio State men's basketball team looks to win their first road game since January 1st of 2023 tonight when they head to Minnesota. That's a span of 417 days. As always, you can hear it right here on The Fan. Timmy Hall gets you ready at 7 with the fan warm-up show. Tip is at 8. We've also got Buckeye basketball over on ESPN Columbus tonight as the women's team heads to Happy Valley to face Penn State at 6. The Buckeyes have a 12-game winning streak on the line. Pre-game coverage begins at 5.45. And Charlie Woods' hopes of competing in the PGA Tour's Cognizant Classic next week ended as the 15-year-old son of golfing great Tiger Woods failed to advance from a pre-qualifying event in Florida earlier today. This one's sponsored by Nature Stone. Schedule your free cost estimate today at NatureStone.com. It's not just a floor. Wow. It's Nature Stone.